What's going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Mind If I Crash podcast. We were absent last week. Something came up last minute with Tommy, but we are back. And guys, today we're going to be talking about all kinds of things. But before we get into the episode, quick message from our sponsor, Life Widgets. Guys, it's so easy to get lost in the world of social media, strolling from apps to apps, using each one for its specific strong suits. If you guys are anything like me, you probably get tired of doing this, constantly closing out of one and going to the next. With Life Widgets, it's my one-stop shop for all my apps. Um, groups, pictures, posts, everything. I can even find bars with demographics so I can find people of my age that share common interests. All I do is log in, let it connect to my location, and it's going to show me places that it's going to be a best fit for me. I link my credit card, debit card, and not even have to pay. Just use the touch of a button, guys. Life Widgets, downloaded in the App Store. We are doing a cash giveaway to three lucky winners right now. Um, $250 for first place. 150 for second and 100 for third. So all you got to do is download that app on the Apple and Android app stores and add me as your first friend, guys. Um, getting into today's episode, I've got an awesome guest, someone who, shit, we've been working on this for a little while now. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the all-seeing eye. I mean, this kid has seen everything. And from the young, young age, he's always been playing Smash Mouth football, taking it from what pop warner days like oh, yeah. young young days all the way into his college career guys we're gonna be talking about it all today my guest mr cam haslich how's it going man how are you man thanks for having me absolutely no i'm glad we finally got this to happen um we got a lot to talk about dude definitely so i want to just dive right into it first right. off um what what brought you to football originally? Because for anyone that doesn't know, Cam is the youngest sibling, but he's also the only boy in the family. Mm -hmm. So what originally took you to football? Really just watching it on TV, you know, seeing yeah. pro football, college football. I just, you know, started watching that. And my parents always, you know, put me into sports at a young age, all of my, my whole family. Stay busy, yeah, right. We're Get all active. busy, all athletes, you know. we it's Just something about football, though, it you know, at first when I was really young, you know, Pop Warner years, middle school years, it was just fun. You know, get out there, go hit oh, some yeah. kids. You know what it is. But then when I started getting to junior high, that's when football started getting a little bit more serious for me. I started, get, you know, gaining a love for the sport, not just, you know, going out there, playing football with my friends. It was more like, no, let's get better at this and let's see what we can do with it, you know. As a unit. Yeah, exactly. So the t whole team camaraderie and, you know, just hitting people and getting away with it not yeah, being able to yeah. you know i'm not getting in trouble and i can go hit someone as hard as i can and no there's no consequences that's awesome is there a part of you because like it it registered with me at a young age when our coaches and pretty much any division your coaches would always tell you guys this is the only place in the world you can hit someone and not get in trouble for it it registered at a young age like yeah he is right though like i could fucking smash oh, someone oh, right oh, now yeah oh yeah it, like <laughs> i remember one of the first times i heard that i was like damn he spent some real shit he's like been, like he's I been fire right yeah now. like man i can actually do this and nobody's gonna tell me no like yeah no it's a beautiful fucking thing so uh, you so let's take it right back to the beginning you get in um back in those days it was almost like you're playing a fucking video game yeah i mean it comes so natural so easy mm -hmm. especially for big boys like us because we already have an advantage on a field of like people who don't know what's going mm -hmm. on so all it takes is like a little bit of skill some muscle and the proper knowledge of the game yeah, yeah. and you've just unlocked every cheat code mm -hmm. i mean you could be a quarterback if you wanted just oh, yeah. not going down yeah 
Um, so what what positions were you playing when you first started? Center and D line. Now, so, what did you gravitate to more? Like D-line. at that at that time? Well, and when I was younger, it was definitely center. My my youth coach um, Tyrone, he mm-hmm. was uh, he was all big about finding a good center and important but, position. Yeah, exactly. And the one day I remember we were in fifth grade or whatever it was i'm playing on this youth amherst team and he's like cam come snap or whatever and i get like three good snaps and our quarterback's like i want his snaps oh shit. so then ever since then after practice my coach had me snap 50 balls every practice at Just, the end of every practice at the end of every practice Ooh, 50 boy. balls that was my that was my toll to get out of practice 50 right. balls from middle school all the way up until about freshman year of high school i played center mostly and then i'd say all throughout middle school was always center O line sometimes guard here or there put me in for a pool play right you know which stuff is a like fun that. fucking oh fun fun oh, play man. to run oh yeah just um, full speed going right after somewhere yeah that. and for anyone that doesn't know the O line because here's the thing and this is another thing that we learned playing Amherst football we're never the ones that make it in the newspaper nope. you know but we are the ones that push the ball down mm-hmm. the field um, and if you get to run a pool play I mean you're essentially guys just to put it in like layman's terms you're going from one side of the line and doing a dead sprint horizontally of the line of scrimmage to crack the dude at the end usually what a defensive end yeah. a blitzing back something yeah. like that um, free kill shot crack a fucking head dude <laughs> you know? tomahawk someone oh yeah um, so yeah so you definitely played a very important role mm-hmm. um, and had to build a good rapport with your quarterback yeah um, who was your quarterback back then? Back then, it was Johnny, actually, for a little bit. Damn, dude. Johnny's yeah. been just, he's that yeah, quarterback he, he kid. Yeah, he was the quarterback kid, yeah. Okay. So when I was playing for Tyrone for a little bit in, like, fifth and sixth grade, we had Darren. He actually ended up going to Ashland to play football, but he switched to defense, okay. too. And he was a really good quarterback for us in youth. And then once I started getting to seventh, eighth grade, it was between Jeremy and Johnny. And then high school it was always johnny right so that like and john me and johnny are best friends you know i grew, grew up with him mm-hmm. we and you know that bond between the center and their quarterback Dude, it it's, was, a, it's unbreakable it was literally unbreakable i mean yeah. me and i saw i literally saw him this past week i talked to him every single day you know we're always catching up always you know mm-hmm. seeing how each other are and like that was the thing is like john and i had that connection where it didn't matter like we were always on the same page and like you know we're talking on the field what are you seeing? What am I seeing? Blah, blah, blah. Like, we're always able to communicate, you know, and just feed off of each other. Which is so important. I mean, when when you guys, I guess, have to break down probably the, the two generals of the field, on offense at least, it's really your center, keeping your, your line in check. Mm-hmm. Maybe a left tackle, depends on really the, you know, dynamics of the team, but your yeah. center... Um, and your quarterback. I mean, those are the field generals for for their group of guys, mm-hmm. um, and just constantly pushing that, having that chemistry. I mean, you guys changed the kind yeah. of the the pace of Amherst football. Yeah, you could say for that. a shitty five years. Mm-hmm. We could say it. Yeah. As someone who played on the downfall of Amherst football, I can one hundred percent say <laughs> you guys definitely pick things up quite a bit. Um. So so you get into junior high, you realize you're you're starting to take things serious, right? Yeah. I- um. Are you playing? Are you playing any defense at that point? A little bit here and there, not so much though. I was center started started every game seventh and eighth grade as a center, but I noticed I I remember very vividly there was actually this one time in seventh grade 
where I was, you know, we had defensive practice or whatever, and I was like, man, this is boring. D-line's boring. Like, these every single day <laughs> drills are, like, just repetitive. I'm doing it over and over. And I was like, man, I'm going to try to play linebacker. And the one coach was like, man, why are you going to try to play linebacker? You are not fast enough to play linebacker. <laughs> he said, you are not that guy. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, man, let me try it. And then next thing you know, I, I go out there, horrible linebacker, whatever. Our D-line goes right through the line and kills the eighth grade running back i mean just she just kills him and i was like i need to be doing that mm-hmm. like let me let me play d line now that's so, a beautiful thing exactly so i said coach let me play nose and he's like you're a center we don't need you playing defense you know blah blah, blah. all right whatever so then move on to that that went on again in eighth grade pretty much the same thing i started getting a little bit more time in defense because i was dabbling on, yeah, with it right? i was on my coach's ass about it. i was like let me play defense let me play defense you have to though yeah. especially when you play a key role you really you really have to ride yeah, them yeah so come freshman year, you know, I actually there was a time where I you remember when Logan would force me to go to the varsity lifts when I was yeah. in eighth grade, and, yep. and I'd show up every single day after eighth grade. I'd walk from the junior high, walk to the high school, go into the weight room, and I'm just this young ass kid just lifting kind of in my own little corner. I'd do my own rack, do my own weights, whatever. You know, obviously I'm not lifting with the varsity guys yet, but there were <laughs> yeah, some grown ass men at yeah, that point, exactly. Right. You know, you got guys like Matt Hess lifting a whole house, you know, Jesus, like it was nothing. Big dads, yeah, and I'm looking, I'm, and I'm just like, man, like I can't lift that, but whatever. And I remember. Uh, who was the head coach at the time? Probably DeFranco. DeFranco came up to me one time. He's like, "You're gonna be a." He's like, "You're gonna be a sophomore, right?" And I was like, "No, coach. I'm only in eighth grade." And oh, he, was he was like, "Sick with it." Oh yeah, he was like, eighth grade. What?" He's like, "Well, still keep like keep coming to the list. Keep uh-huh. coming." I'm like, "All right, whatever." And then it was freshman year. You know, I guess there was a little buzz around my name because Lowry came up to me when he was the freshman coach. Yeah, no, that's a that's yeah. a good thing too. Yeah. And there's a little buzz. He came up. He's like, I heard you're a good center. And I'm like, well, I don't know who said this, but yeah, sure. Whatever. He's like, all right, well, you're going to be our number one center then. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Camp comes around. I could not snap. I don't know what it was. I my lost dude, it. You, you, sh- <laughs> my dude threw that shit. That's yeah. what he said. He said, I am playing center this year, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. I was like, like it just there was something that like maybe I caught a bug or something, but I could not snap to save my life. It was so funny. Everyone's like, "Yeah, that is been, fucking wild." Yeah, they're like, "You've been playing center your entire youth life, and then mm-hmm. now like you get to high school, you can't snap a ball." And I'm like, "I don't know." Which should be kind of second nature to you right. at that point. So my coach is like, "You know what? Let's try you out on defense." We go out on scrimmage shaker, and I just had like an all star game. Like that, it was just a scrimmage, whatever. But smash and yeah, shit though, just went yes. off. I mean two sacks whatever it was tfls i'm all over the field i'm like and i'm like at that age i was at the point where you know other freshman linemen you know they're still in their pudgy stage they're not really lifting you still have those cheat codes yes and you know going to those varsity lifts as a youngin and coming in as a freshman i would go varsity lifts at 6 a.m and then we'd have the freshman lifts you know we'd lift separate i'd go to those freshman lifts too i forgot about that i used to double up sometimes in the mornings and i remember richardson he'd come up to me he'd be like you know, it's good that you want to work hard, but, you know, be careful and all this stuff. You know, people are in my ear about, you're going to stunt your growth, this and that. And I was like, I just want to get strong, well, you know. And that's when you have a buzz around you, you kind of take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I do have to kind of tilt my hat to you because, bro, I really forgot you would be in the gym all day long. Yeah. I mean, even at home, you guys had a home gym. You'd yep. still be getting it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is... And, and for anyone that is listening to this with the athlete mindset, you guys know like that is the biggest thing. The time that you put into the gym 
shows on the field, on the diamond, whatever it is, on the court, how much time you put in on the gym is going to be a direct reflection of how you perform on Friday nights, Saturday mornings, Sundays, whatever it may be. Um, and to, to learn that so young or to have a mentor that's mm-hmm. just like, no, this is what the fuck you're going to do. Yeah. Um, and that's how Logan was in many oh, yeah. ways is I don't care if you want to do it. Get in the fucking car. We're going yep. to do it. Oh, I can't tell you how many times he would show up at, you know, 530 in my driveway oh, yeah. honking. Get your ass up. Get out. He's calling my phone. I'm in eighth grade. I'm like, man, I do not want to go lift right now. Right. Like, we do like, not care. Yeah, I do not have to do this. And he's like, I don't care. You got to come. I'm like, all right, son. And I'll go and get my lift in, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, it put that in my head early on, you know. Train I just hard. got used to it, you know. Mm-hmm. It just became second nature. Like, I have to lift. I don't. It, it's not even fun anymore. It's just, like, we got to do it. So, let's go do it. And, you know, that's where it came in going into freshman year. I was like, I've been going to the varsity list for a year and a half now. I'm not going to stop going to the varsity just You're because I'm a scared. freshman. Yeah. I was lifting with half the varsity guys at that time, too. Mm-hmm. I was, at, I was, you know, my strength just like that. I mean, I was just getting fa- I was getting strong fast. Yeah, dude, it. you were stronger than me. I know that to be a goddamn <laughs> fact. And, yeah, it was just it was just one of those things where, like, I started so early. It just I excelled so quick with the lifting. And so, yeah, freshman year, I played. It was just all, yeah, going back to this, I was just. I realized that all this power I got, you know, it was putting me at advantage against other, you know, linemen at my age, you right. know, because freshman ball, it's, you know, it's a bunch of kids, you know, still kind of growing in, you know, still in that sprouting phase. But I was already uh, like ahead of the game, you, you know, potentially maybe even able to qualify for JV or, yeah. or interact and switching roles out mm-hmm. on varsity, which is crazy yeah. as a freshman. That's yeah. a that's a crazy thing to do. Mm-hmm. So do you think that your freshman year was a critical part of your career overall, though? Like, did was there any major takeaways from that year where you said, yeah? I mean, other than, obviously, you kind of made your transition to defense. Anything you took away from that year, you said, yeah. Like, that really, really helped kind of shape the uh, trajectory of, of my just, athletic career. I think, literally, just that transition to defense alone was the biggest thing because I was always, you know, taught as a young age, offense, offense, offense. But then I, I switched to defense, and it's not so much, you know, remember the plays, remember how to read a defense, see where the linebacker's coming. Now, it, going into defense, it's a little bit more, all right, you know your assignment, stay in this gap, you know, watch the other gap if you have to, learn a pass rush move, learn a run block move, whatever you have to do. But at the end of the day, go get the ball. You go know? get that shit. Find, find who's got the ball and go hit their ass. So mm-hmm. that was the best thing to me. It was like kind of letting, you know, removing some of those responsibilities and just kind of going out there and just playing. You know, yeah. it just had like it kind of gave me that mindset of just like, you know, you can drop some some responsibility. You can, you know, forget about some things, but just go hard and you'll get that play. Right. So like, you know, as a freshman year, it taught me, you know, if you just keep on going and going and Smash going. Smash mouth. Yeah, just keep on smashing. Every single play I'm lining up and I'm hitting that center as hard as I possibly Which can. Which has to fucking suck oh, for yeah. him. He's probably oh, like, yeah. dude, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. There was, I mean, plenty of times. I mean. So going into like sophomore year, I remember you know I, Edwards was the D line coach, good and, coach, oh, yeah, great, great coach. coach. I really he helped me a ton. So, so much knowledge, so much. I mean, he could be collegiate level. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, t- I used to tell him that all the time. I said you should follow me to college, and he's like, you know, it's just not for me. Uh, <laughs> college football isn't his coaching style, whatever. Uh-huh. But I, I mean, that man has taught me so much, and I really I credit a lot of my success to him because he was the one where. 
all right, we got this foundation of, you know, I'm, I'm getting stronger. Keep on working on that, obviously. Get faster. But now let's learn football, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's learn how to read an offense. Let's learn what cues can we pick up so I know what kind of play to expect, you know. Like their lingo and stuff? Oh, yeah. Like oh, we were shit. picking up. I mean, we were watching film. And I remember sophomore year, he would have me. I aided for him during uh during smart school. move yeah. very smart so in my study hall i would sit in his room mm-hmm. you know for two hours or whatever it was at a time and we'd either just watch film talk x's and o's you know whatever it is and we're always and then sometimes he'd let me go lift so i'd be i'd Getting show up in the morning working. yep i'd be you know going to class whatever halfway through the day he's like you want to go to lift in yeah sure so we'll go get a quick half hour lift in you know head out go about our day go to practice you know and that's that but it was just you know something simple to get that the extra work in and that's one-on-one time with your coach. Yeah. I mean, you can't fucking pay for that, mm-hmm. dude. No. I mean, that's that's money right there. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a very interesting thing that I didn't really think of either. Is one you're now you're you're kind of picking up a whole other thing of learning how to study film, which I think in that way to be a true student of the sport, that's what it takes mm-hmm. to to go on to the next levels yep. of the of the sport. Um, but you do have that knowledge always in the back of your mind of growing up as a center. Um, you have to know kind of, at least just with your line, what you don't want to see mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball. So you're like, that's exactly yep. what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Assuming we all have, you know, our, our things. But um, that's that's very fucking cool. There was, there was Speaking of, you know, what you don't want to see as a center mm-hmm. was... I remember telling Edwards, I was like, man, you know, what the hardest thing for me as a center used to be was when the D-line shifts. I was like, I can never pick that up. So I was like, what's like, why don't we start shifting now? Right. Mm -hmm. So I, my sophomore, all three years, actually, we ran mostly a three, a three man front and I would play nose. Mm -hmm. So when I was playing nose, he had me just bounce around. I would switch it up just randomly. At free will. At free will. He would just oh, be like, he, like no. he, he would tell me, you know, like, you right. know, sometimes he'd be like, don't, you know, don't, we called it stemming, you know, don't stem, you know, don't stem, stay still. So, you know, I'd stay head up or whatever. But then it started getting to the point where we started making plays over it. We'd be like, all right, tilt. So I would tilt, literally, I would line up. With uh, just you moving? Just me moving. Oh, I would literally line up at a 45 degree angle, like aimed at the center's neck. And he'd be like, now just bull rush him right there. You know he's got it. The center you, has you to be a, shook. Yeah, you got a center with his right hand on the ball, and I'm on his right side. And he's just looking. How is he going to reach over here with the left? I would just, I mean, my Crush my him. face mask in his neck all night long, just uh. chopping him away. And then it came to the point where, okay, so now I, I got that down for run block. I'll just bully him real quick, get off, boom, there's, there's a play. Well, then, pass rush move, I'm just swimming him right through. I'm already halfway in. My hips are already turned. I don't got to go head up, then turn, then swim. It was just, I'm already in the swim position. And letting that quarterback pay the fucking price. Exactly, exactly. Now, tell me this, because here's the thing. um, And I don't think that the everyday person doesn't really realize the endurance, the stamina that it takes to run a a full game, let alone a a series on defense. Um, And I didn't realize it until I kind of was in a similar situation with you as a left tackle. You think you're uh, the Odell Beckham of the offensive line. You think Mm -hmm. you're this big shit. So I start, you know, getting into it with the defensive end. And uh, my coach at that time, I had Ingle on uh, offensive line, huge for me and in my life. And then we had Caesar on defensive line. And talk about just uh, smash mouth, put into a person yep. that's caesar oh, yeah. oh um, yeah so he was like all right taliano get your fucking ass over here and show me what you can do and i remember i fucking got in kind of did a quick rip right onto the outside 
totally disregarded my assignment because I was not <laughs> supposed to try to cut into that. I just started thinking Madden mode in yeah. my head uh, and get right up to the quarterback. Obviously, I just slapped him on the ass. It's not like I was going to crash him in uh, practice, but I realized then, like, oh, shit, I'm fucking tired. Yeah. And I just gave it my all. Mm-hmm. So I look at people like you or even, like, from my generation, the Mikey Wersh, where I'm like, how does someone just constantly smack and smack and smack? Uh, it it's an incredible amount of stamina and endurance that you guys have to fucking hold on to, mm-hmm. and then do every play yep. all game long. Mm-hmm. Where does that like? How do you even train for something like that? I'll, I'll tell you what it is: is the secret is wrestling. A lot of really? people don't realize this. I'm telling you, rest, the best football players, and this even went into college. I realized it. Mm-hmm. The best football players, and Walker used to say this, Caesar used to say this all the time. The best football players are usually wrestlers. I'm telling you, I don't care what position you play. If you were a wrestler at some point, that anything you learn in wrestling can be translated onto the football field. Balance, agility, strength, knowledge, hand-eye coordination, speed, like you name it. Like, because that was part of the reason why I was able to get out of my stance so quick. Because I'm so used to being low, you know, grappling, you know, make taking shots. My knees could handle that. I was Mm -hmm. good with that. So getting out of my stance was no problem. Moving around in my stance, going from, you know, left side of the ball to the right side of the ball, switching stances. You know, people in high school, you couldn't, you weren't allowed to be in the left hand stance. People couldn't be in both yeah. hands. I picked that up pretty quick because wrestling just taught me, you know, you got to be able to use your entire body, mm-hmm. you know, to, to wrestle at all times. You know, you got to use your body to take down your opponent. Well, that came down to, to football. I could rip with my right hand, rip with my left hand, get my right hand stance, get my left hand yeah. stance. You got some added perks, too. Yeah. You could pull that fucking exactly. jersey the down. Grip, the grip mm-hmm. was there. Like it, Hand fighting, it's just grappling the yeah. entire time. Like, you know, you're in a line. You got a guy trying to get in your inside hands. Well, I know. I'm just going to grab his wrist for boom, boom, boom. I'm mm-hmm. off, you know. And that can shake up an alignment. Oh, yeah. You know, you meet, you go up against a guy that's good at that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've gotten in some people's heads oh, just yeah. from that alone. Mm-hmm. I hated that. Hated, <laughs> hated doing that shit. Yeah. Um, but you gotta you gotta get good at it. So wrestling, huh? Yeah, and I I mean I can see it. It's not like I'm doubting that yeah. in any way. I definitely can see that and totally fucking respect it. Um, guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna wrap up his high school career and then on into college because that is a whole lot of crazy shit. Oh yeah, guys, we're gonna be right back. Okay. All right, guys, we are back after a quick break. Um, and we are still right in the in the swing of things, talking all things high school football at the moment. Um, we just heard what it takes to keep your stamina up, and now I want to talk to you about moving into the the lights. Those Friday night lights hit. Yeah. You feel that heat. I mean, beautiful fucking time oh, yeah. to be an athlete. The fall of any season, just getting out. The fall of any season, the fall <laughs> yeah. of every year, yep. um, and getting out there and just fucking smelling that grass, clicking your helmets. Beautiful, beautiful oh, yeah. time, especially when you know you're going out there to play. When you first got out there, did you know whenever you were going to first step out onto a Friday night field, or no. was it kind of just in the moment? It was in the moment. Passage, get out there. Sophomore year, I was you know just a youngin. It was I think sophomore year I was on you know, PAT block and stuff like that, right. PAT. So it wasn't really on, I was on the field for those moments, mm-hmm. but, you know, I wasn't really playing. I was just, you know, a quick little jab step, PAT, whatever. Yeah. But the first time I got onto the field, so I mostly, the coaches had me as a center mostly, still in high school, but I knew that defense was my shit. That's what I wanted to play. I wanted to be a D lineman. So 
but Richardson was our defense coordinator at the time, and Coach Edwards, you know, me and him worked a lot. Obviously, we talked about that. So it was whoever the starter was at the time, you know, playing D-line, we were playing Brexville. That was big boys. Big boys. Big boys. yeah. And that was when the Tupa brothers were still there. Sheesh. Yeah, so – I it was we were home. We're getting whooped by Brexville at this point. I mean, it's like third quarter or whatever, and our nose jumps offsides two plays in a row. And Richardson's like yells at him. He's like, "Get your ass off the field!" He didn't know who to. And I always stood right by my position coach every mm-hmm. single time I was on the sideline. Right by the right behind him. Richardson turns around. He sees me. He's like, "Hassley, get your ass in there!" I love that man. Oh, love him. Love that fucking man you, right there. You want to talk about another guy? Football genius. Oh my god, a god. God. Like, Always smelled like cinnamon and chew and chewing tobacco. Red, red man. Red man. Oh in, man. In, uh, Anytime you made a good play, red. you want to pinch? Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, Richardson. You know, 16, but whatever. Dude, I love that dude. We cut down a tree at his house, like. Not that when I was working for Billy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just like me and Mark just got out of the truck and we're like, oh, no, he's going to be riding our ass this whole time we cut this tree down. Mm-hmm. He just said, look, either you two dumb shits fucking hit my house. I'm beating your ass. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> I think I said, yes, coach. Yeah, <laughs> like probably. I'm like, dude, I'm still fucking in that mindset. Yeah, that, that memory is, you know, it's so it's so routine to say that right. to him. So there you go. I mean, and that's a that's that's the game of football right there. So and all it takes is one mistake. Sorry, dude. Get yeah. your ass back out. Like oh, get yeah. your ass in there. Mm-hmm. So all right, you're running out, clicking that helmet in. What's going through your mind? Oh, I'm shitting myself. My really? butterflies. I'm sweating. I'm like, I'm like, don't fuck this up. This yeah. is your opportunity. Your only fuck your this only up. job. Don't fuck up. So what happens? I you know first snap whatever. I kind of like do my thing as a little quick pass. So I didn't really get much action. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of quick set and it was like nothing crazy. Whatever. Second place goes by, same exact thing. You know, we had them down in their end zone, so they were trying to get out, quick passes here and there, and then I jump. I jump once. Richardson pulls me off, grabs my uh, helmet. He's like, he's like, why the hell would you jump? You were doing. I was ready to leave you in the rest of the game, but then you jump, and I'm like, damn, like you idiot. Why, right. the, why the fuck would you jump? So I, I was right behind. I'm begging my like, coach, put me back in, put me back in, and he's like, all right, all right, whatever. So he puts me back in the fourth quarter. I made a tackle. That was. The probably like the most the biggest adrenaline rush of my oh, life. Oh, that's got to be a beautiful oh, fucking like, feeling. You know, first time ever playing on a field like on a Friday night like that. Crowds are are packed against a really good team, and I go out there and I make like a nice solo TFL, and mm-hmm. I was on top of the world that night. Like I nobody could tell me shit. I was just, <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's it. Like you know, I love this game. Like, and that's when I was like, all right, defense is my thing. I don't mm. want to play anything else. Like I was like, I don't care. Like you know, I need to be out this on this field. So that like put a thing in my mind. Like I got to work hard to like you chase know, that feeling. Exactly. Keep chasing that exactly. that feeling after a tackle. Oh yeah. Tackle for loss, a yeah. sack. Holy shit! You guys used to get so hype on the field, and that's the thing for like especially us linemen. I always, you know, I'm a I'm a flashy type. I guess, uh, athlete at heart. Mm-hmm. So I want to fucking talk shit. Oh, yeah. I want to fucking kind of push my limit. Um, and I like taunting people. Oh, yeah. And after a fucking big hit, nothing feels better than just no. celebrating with your boys. Yeah. Like, I, I, wanna, I got goosebumps just thinking about your scenario there. Like, that... Oh, my God. I, I, I remember it. So for me, even worse, Avon Lake, right? Mm-hmm. Our left tackle blows his knee out. Ingles, like, just... And here's the craziest thing is my friends showed up that that for that game and they shouldn't have, you mm-hmm. know, like Amherst was a terrible fucking team. It was the we always played Avon Lake um, last game of the year. Yeah. Do they still? 
I I think they mix it in now. A okay. Bit. Um, and my, they they came to watch me, and he put me in, and I was just like, holy shit, like this is fucking happening. Mm-hmm. Clicked on that helmet, and our so I'm. I'm scared, but I let off like a loud ass scream. I'm like, let's fucking go. We're getting cracked, dude. We're getting smashed. Yeah. And uh, we drive the ball down and score a touchdown. My first ever drive, we scored a touchdown. And we started with terrible fucking field, like terrible advantage. That's yeah. a monster punt. Um, and drove like almost, I think, 75 yards. Yeah. And we got to that end zone. It was so, I was so tired but so fucking happy to Mm -hmm. just celebrate. It was like unlike anything I'd ever felt before, you know, like that rush just going through your body. And, uh, I mean, I absolutely loved it, dude. I mean, there's nothing quite like being out there with those lights. Something about playing on the lights. You see it as, as, especially for us, we've loved football ever since we were kids. We used to go to the Amherst football games as kids and like watch these dudes and worship them. Mm-hmm. So I come off the field and I remember, you know, I was always 74. Whoever wore that prior to me, because I wore it from freshman all the way through, their parents were at the game. And he was up playing at the next level. He was playing college ball. And they shook my hand. And they just said, you know, I love to see you honoring that jersey that way. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, like, I just get in, start getting recognition immediately i knew like this is what i want to do like this is it right here um so you start going on when do you like is it the next game are you just playing straight defense i was all the time uh i was getting time here and there they you know throw me in for a series here or there you know someone gets winded someone you know goes out with a little little ankle whatever you know they Mm -hmm. throw me in for a little bit but then it came to like week eight week eight nine and ten our starting center broke his wrist on his snapping hand. So mm-hmm. they were like, we need a center. Cam, you're our next center. Boom, you're in there. And I remember Edwards telling me, like, prior to that season in sophomore year, like week two or whatever, he was saying that, you know, he's like, you have a real shot being a starter. You know, you keep up with the playbook, keep working hard, and, you know, you can be a starter by the end of the season. That's good. So that's then what you I kept, hear. you know, that's kept that in the back of my head. You know, I was always taking snaps after practice, even though I didn't want to play offense, but whatever. But I remember that it's uh, when I found out that uh, Josh, whoever it was, broke his wrist, and then they said you're next up, and I was like, oh shit, like let's I- get it. I'm gonna start. Like I was like, oh, that's like bet, let's go. So I remember leading up that entire week. I mean, I was locked in, laser focused every single day of practice. Weight room, I was pushing myself like crazy. I'm like, like I gotta start this weekend. Like there's, there's My no dude, joke. literally, you entered yeah. sicko mode, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Sheesh. I was just like you know just like just hunting my prey, like going after it. And, you know, game day rolls around. I remember, well, actually, Thursday night we had team dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Edwards pulls me aside and he, like, we and me and him have, like, a real serious talk. And he's like, you know, you realize that tomorrow's your day. Like, it's, it's your first start. Like, mm-hmm. like you got to realize what this means, you know, and we talk whatever. He gets me a little pep talk. And then after that talk, I mean, the next day, Friday, I didn't say a word to anybody. I The only thing that was Stayed on my head bag. was I got football to play tonight. Like, I did not care. I mean, zoned out through every single class. Like, Lowry. He, It'd be like that, too. And yeah. there's no way to describe you, especially on a big game. Mm-hmm. You don't fucking retain anything but that. Yeah. 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 And I remember, you know, going out there for warm-ups and stuff and, you know, like, it was the first time where I went out early, you know, before kickoff. Because normally it was like, oh, I'm a JV guy, sophomore. You know, I'll run out, you know, whenever the when the whole team runs out. Right. But now it's, no, you're a starter. you got to go warm up before everybody else. 
and I walk out there, and it was my first time seeing the crowd before a game, like rather than during game. Oh, and I see the yes. crowds filling up, and I'm like, oh, this is real now. Like, it's <laughs> was it home? Real. Yeah, it was. Oh, home. that's beautiful. Oh yeah, home beautiful. start. Like, it, I loved it. And I think we played Westlake. I want to say, and man, like I remember, we're during warmups. Edwards comes up to me. You know, gives me, shakes my hand, hugs me, and he's like, "Tonight's your night." You know, make it count. And I was like, and that like, I still get chills to this day when yeah. when I think about that moment. Because man, I was like, he's right. Like, let's go make the best of it. And I don't think I had a bad snap in the entire That's game. Amazing. Yeah. And then I was like, and I mean, I might have let up a sack or something, but I mean, we we played a good game. We won. It was my first start, and we won. And it was That's like, good. it was my sophomore year. It was we only won. Um, let me think. We only won two games my sophomore year, and the the second game where we won was my first start. And I was like, and I was like, that says something, right? Like, you know, in my own head, I was like, it says something. Like, it says something to the coaches too. Yeah. Though. You know, a hundred percent, especially the way Edwards, he's very vocal about accomplishments. Mm-hmm. He'll kind of then that's a, that's what I think makes a good coach. He gives praise um, to everyone, like in a, in a public way. But when it's time to kind of like correct things. He'll pull you aside. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, if you're in the middle of practice acting like an asshole, he's going to crack your head. But, oh, yeah. Uh, that, that makes a good coach, knowing how to discipline and how to reward, mm-hmm. which is really fucking yeah. cool that he kind of, like, pulled you aside, like, like privately, solo, gave you a little pep talk, and then you went out there and just smashed shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we're thinking about now that I'm thinking about it, it 100% the, my first start was against Brexville too. Uh, or my first, you know, time going out on the field yeah. was against Brexville. I get them obviously mixed up because of color, but you know what I'll never forget about playing against Brexville is anytime you play at Brexville, their announcer, oh. bees, first down, bees, and I'm like, yeah. shut. Do we used to be yeah. on the field like, dude, shut the fuck yeah. up? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's like later in the season. It's starting to get cold out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got you, you know. You guys, when when um, you you were my age, there was BW. We used to play BW twice yeah. a year, but then the schools combined, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, it was Berea and Mid Park. Yeah. What was the team name then? Just Berea Mid Park. Literally, the school is named Berea Mid Park High School now. That's chaos. Yeah, and they're the Titans. Oh. Yeah, they're like orange and blue. Their uh, their colors are ugly. That's trash. Yeah. That's some Denver Bronco yeah. garbage right yeah. there. Yeah, it's the real ugly. Okay, um, so you get through your first start, amazing feeling. I remember at every home game, I used to get super emotional, not in like a bad way, um, but like so going with the flashy shit. I used to wear fucking shooter sleeves, gloves. I had a giant uh, Mueller shield, yeah, visor and shit, and um, like I was about to swag too. Like I had to talk my shit mm-hmm. and show it when I was out there. And every time, like when we would run through the helmet and, you know, we'd get by the student section and get hype and then do our break, I wouldn't be able to get in. I'd have to stay on the outside and just walk back and forth because I'd be fucking like crying and shit right before snaps. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time Edward saw that and he was like, you fucking good, son. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, I just fucking love this shit. And then he would go up back up into the box. Was he like that for you? Was he on the field or was he up in the... He was uh, on the field for me. Okay. Yeah. So he would just stay up right, literally right until uh, it was game time and then he'd shoot up there. But the scariest thing is when you have to put on the headphones, when the quarterback comes over and he goes, hey, 
Yeah. And I go, no, no, I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, it wasn't off of any mistakes I had. But, um, and I'll say this because I don't really care. But, you know, DeFranco definitely wanted me to prove my worth every year. I kind of took things easy. Um, I wanted to be flashy, but I also, like, didn't really want to put in the work. So, like, if I, you know, had a blown out knee or... I was in an elbow brace. I wasn't showing up to liftings. Mm-hmm. I was just like, ah, oh, nah, fuck it. They'll be yeah. good. And so a lot of people got pissed about that. You have to be kind of a, a good sport about things or a, at least a teammate. Um, and, and in my fucked up mind, I didn't think I needed to. Um, so when we, you know, we get out there and he said, hey, right before the game against Olmstead Falls, psychopaths, yep. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to switch roles with you and so-and-so tonight. Um, you're going to start still. I said, all right. So we're walking out on the field and commentators like on the loudspeaker announcing the starter says my name. I get fired up. I'm ready to go. Well, Edwards is already up there. He doesn't know that he that the head coach made this call. Right. Um, So I go out first drive. We score. Um, Get the ball back. We go for the next push and they score on kickoff. Our guy fucking drops it. And we're on like the the five. Like, Mm -hmm. dude, we're like literally so so far fucking back yeah, yeah. and the replacement goes in right um i don't even think coach edwards knew first fucking play starting off in the gun gets the ball and it's left tackle i mean that's the blind side yeah. for a reason keep your quarterback protected he lets the guy go right through and cracks him for a safety my guy I had never seen Anthony Eliopoulos run that fucking fast in my life. He was our, our backup quarterback. I mean, we were still kids then. Sprints up to me, and he's like, this is for you. And I was just like, no. <laughs> and I just remember, and Edwards obviously is watching me from down low. As soon as he sees me put on the headphones, he's like, you motherfucker, what the fuck? Who, yeah. Why is he out there right now? And I said, uh, coach, coach said that's what we're doing tonight. And he goes, I don't give a fuck. You're playing the rest of the game. You go tell him yourself. I said, yes, sir. And I just fucking took the headphones off. I felt like a dog that got hit. Yeah, you know, I was yeah. just like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, and that's what comes into being like a team leader. You know, yeah. even if it's not you, hold your fucking teammates accountable. Where did you kind of see yourself fit into that role on the defense? It that. I would say that started around my, you know, going into junior year. So after sophomore year, I had three starts under my belt, you know, probably six total games played. Probably more knowledge than every other person yeah, your age. Th- my, so my grade, we only had three guys get varsity letters as a sophomore. And that was wow. me, Mark, and Jared Braddock. That's a good accomplishment yeah. right there. Mark Mark played, I think Mark played almost every single game our sophomore year. He didn't, I wouldn't say he started every game. I could be wrong. But he did. He probably started maybe six out of the ten games. That's good. Mark was, you know, he was playing safety for us, and then I got, you know, three starts, and then you know some other games played. So going into junior year, you know, we were kind of looked as like the young vets. You know, we were like mm-hmm. the guys that have experience. We're up and coming still. You know, you know, we still got a, four, a few more years to play. So like things were looking up for us. Yep. With so, the coaches and your teammates. Yeah. So what? Well, the difference between our years is my soul. DeFranco resigned my freshman year. Right. That was after your senior year. Mm-hmm. So then my sophomore year, we got a new new coach officially. He was head coach from Avon. He was a, well, the assistant at Avon. That's right. Came into head coach at Amherst. And had a lot to kind of bring yeah. to the table. Oh, yeah. He had a lot, a lot of knowledge. You know, mm-hmm. he pretty much just brought everything from Avon and kind of transitioned it into Amherst and like right. their playbook, 
their offensive scheme, their defensive scheme. Like they ran, much. they ran a good. Oh, I, yeah. At least for offense, I know they ran a pretty decent offense. Yeah, they had a really nice spread set up there running. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they also had the personnel. Like so, my junior year, we yeah. didn't really have the personnel for a for a spread. We were probably more power eye, something along those lines. You know, maybe an option, but we weren't. You know, that we weren't smart enough to run like a triple option kind of deal. So. And it's the chemistry of the team. It's yeah. what have you guys been learning? Mm-hmm. And we were programmed at a young age, especially having influences like Coach Ebon and people yeah, like that would yeah. just be there from this time you were in fourth grade up. Mm-hmm. They they did what the high schools were doing yeah. to prep you for that. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely hard when yeah. you got to change everything you know. Yeah. So, yeah, like I would say, yeah, junior year is probably when I started getting into like a leadership role because officially decided, you know, I don't know what his reasoning was behind it. It sounds crazy, but we had no captains my my junior year. There was no like designated captains. Mm-hmm. Every single week he picked three seniors go out there to the coin toss, you mm-hmm. know, and you guys you're talking, you two are just captains tonight. And like that was that. And you know, it worked out kind of. I wish we would have had, you know, four designated or five captains. designated captains, but mm-hmm. whatever. Which is good. Yeah. Um elaborate on that too of of kind of the importance of having team captains. Like so, you know, go, from a young from a young guy's standpoint, so if I'm a sophomore or junior, I don't have a lot of playing time, you know, but I'm looking to get that playing time. Mm-hmm. You give me a team captain, I know who to go to now. You know, when there's no team captain, it's like, okay, who do I talk to besides the coaches? Like You just build whoever you can talk to the yeah, easiest, but they and, might not be a, a starter or yeah. getting any reps. Yeah. And that you can know, be dangerous. And I think because I end up being a captain my senior year, and I noticed that once I became a captain – like I held myself to a different standard, you mm-hmm. know. Like I'm like, you had to oh, move like, different. Yeah, for I was real. like, I was like, man, like this is my team now. Like, so the success is on our hands, you know. It was my the captains my senior year was Johnny, me, Steerhoff, and Jared Braddock. God damn, those yeah. are some studs right yeah, there. Yeah, those are like we had those are four good captains, I mm-hmm. think. And you know, we really, you know, we I feel like when you mentioned earlier that you know we kind of changed the pace, I feel like we the biggest thing that we did is we changed the mindset of Amherst football. You know, and that's what a captain it, can do. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. The culture, yes. the mindset of the team. Because junior year, it was nobody really gave a shit. It was kind of like, oh, we're out here. We're going to play football. You know, it's just Amherst football again. We kind of suck. Whatever. Back to our, yeah. our times. Right. And it made me so frustrated in junior year because we had some studs. I mean, Todd Hastings went to BW to play. Animal. I mean, beast. Wrestling, football, freak athlete. Savage. For those, yeah. I mean, he'd, it, it was, he's one of those guys, you know. He'll go fuck around, do whatever, act like a total goof, you know, outside. He played, he played ball like me. Yeah. yeah. But he jumped on that field, you know, totally different beast. Ready to crack shit. Noah Jackson went to BW. He was another stud Yeah, for big us. boy. Big, uh, oh, yeah, big. He long, was a, lean. Yeah. And he, he got jacked. Yeah. He got real big in college. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of weight on him. <clears throat> but, you know, and then we had a lot of these this attitude our junior year where it was just like, yeah, you know, we'll we'll get better. We're we're okay. You know, we we That's wanted so to, bad. We wanted to put this. You know, they wanted to put up this image that like we were good, but when it came down to it, it was like you know we had. So like over the summer, I'd be like, oh, who wants to go get some field work in? Nobody responded. Oh and I'm God. like, man, you guys want to talk all this shit? You know, say how good we are, but like when it comes down to it, nobody really wants to work. Besides showing up for our liftings, showing up for our practices, that doing was the it. bare minimum essentially, Literally. and yeah. that's where like. That's where it's so important to even have you in that position without captains to even make that offer to someone. Because, you know, if that was the mindset of, oh, you know, next year we'll be better, 
You don't get better next year without putting the work in today. Right. And that's a mindset that a lot of people don't really carry or ever learn mm-hmm. unless it's for sports. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, if you're not utilizing it in sports, I don't want to know the, the, the overall success of that team, you right. know? Um, so, okay, so then senior year, he decides to, what, switch it up? Yeah, he switched it up. And okay. Because we, we, we put together a leadership council. So we would have Good. guys, we'd have, you know, I think it was around five guys from each uh, class. So, you know, sophomore, junior, senior. And we would meet, you know, once a week. He got us this leadership book that we had to, you know, read and talk about. So it was like a book mm-hmm. club for a little bit. It was kind of yeah. funny. Yeah, I bet but, it is. Uh, but it was good because, we you know, we, we talked about, you know, all right, we talked about it was almost like a business meeting. You know, it was, all right, so what are the DBs saying? Well, what's the chat with the DBs right now? Or what do they think? Are they happy? Are they upset? Or, like, is something pissing them off? Is a coach pissing them off? And what's the attitude? Was there a coach around or was it just the players? The head coach, Edwards, would be there sometimes. Okay. You know, some other coaches would pop in here and there. But every single time it was our head coach. And, and was, you guys, it was on you as the athletes to collect the information yep. and bring it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, right it was there. really cool. And, you know, we'd watch... You know, we'd watch a lot of these videos. You know, that was the time where I also got to watch videos of other teams. So we would watch, you know, we'd watch different schools. We'd watch college teams, how they practice, what their attitude is. So it kind of gave us a mindset of like, okay, if we want to start becoming a winning team, you know, we need to act like a winning team. Yeah. That was the biggest problem was like, we talk about how we want to be a winning team, but nobody acted like that. Nobody did anything to get to become a winning team. Right. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, we want this, nobody wanted to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're just running in water, just, you know, not getting Spinning anywhere. Spinning tires, yeah, yeah, at that point. So, senior year, you know, we, I did that leadership, you know, team or whatever, and uh, I remember we started getting, uh, he was saying, I'm going to bring captains back. Everybody, you know, everybody in the leadership council is up to become a captain, but we are going to do a vote. And you yeah, you guys fit. are highest of yeah. priority. So, you know, we have to do an application, Why you know, write a little thing about why we think we'd be a good captain. And then we came in with an – we literally did an interview with all the coaches. Like, why – like, it was One kinda, at a time? Yeah. That's nice. It was, it was crazy. So, the leadership council, the other guys, you know, if they – on the team, if they wanted to be a captain, they would also have to do the interview too. Yeah, apply for it yeah, though. Yeah, so it was almost like a job application. Like, mm-hmm. it was like I'm getting this job to become a captain – and I remember I was like, I, I need to be a captain. Like I, When I, you sat down with them? Yeah. I Tell told, me about that interview process. So it was really just like, because at this point, it's my senior year. I, you know, been starting since sophomore year, started every single game, played both ways junior year Shit. most of the time. So, you know, I had some experience under my belt. You know, they knew I was had some accolades after the season. I think I was like all conference or whatever and then honorable mention all district or something like that right whatever so i had some experience to it and i told him i said i promise you like i told the coach i said if i'm captain like i promise the attitude will change around here because i'm not taking mm-hmm. shit like i don't care if these kids don't want to buy in then get out you know it's like it's at this point it's like you're either on the ship or you're not you know if you if you're one of those guys that's like oh well, i'm just playing just because you know i have nothing else to do well, i'm just like, gonna suit up fridays and see how it goes yeah or you know there's a lot of those guys where they're just jersey chasers they just want to wear the jersey through the hallways and like <laughs> it's an image thing. i fucking hate those people yeah, let I, me just say that on the record on yeah. the podcast on the camera fuck those people those dudes suck 
And they always got their hair done. Like, they always got their yeah. hair done they up on the, some corny was, shit. Yeah, it was always the pretty boys that... Uh, and fuck. they were always the ones that posted the most on Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. Like, I'm like, bro, you haven't even touched the damn field. Like, yes. all your pictures you're posting are from warm-ups. They're not even from game time. Like, <laughs> like how are you about to flex that you're warming up? Like, everybody warms up, bro. Like, come oh, on. my God. Here, I'm going to send a subliminal message to a few of my guys. Justin Mott, Pat Mott, and Logan Mahar. We all know... The one guy, clean jersey all game. At the end of the game, decides to run and dive in the mud so that his mom can take pictures of him. That shit was bogus, bro. That was fucking... I hit. I saw that. I said, yo, pause. What the fuck was that? And he took a picture like, great win today. And I was like, damn, this dude really just did that shit. He really just did that. Yeah. Blew me away. Yeah, we had some guys like that, too. They, I don't know if anybody went that extreme, but we did have some guys, you know clean jerseys at the end of the game they're posting great team win <laughs> like man you didn't like you know i'm about the whole team aspect right it does take a team to win but don't act like you were like a big part of that win because i'm sorry <laughs> but you literally watched the entire yep. time like but whatever no i get it bro <laughs> i get it um so there's a few things i want to touch on especially about um your senior year being a captain um just and we don't have to go too much on the captain stuff, but, you know, that was a very important thing for me, especially even like my freshman year, you know, you a lot like me were kind of drawn towards a more mature crowd your entire life. So you oh, would yeah. hang out with oh, people yeah. older, uh, you work out with people older. I mean, everything. Literally, everything um, it yeah. takes a special mind and mature mindset to even be able to play on a Friday night as a sophomore. I mean, some of us were fucking 15 years old. I was, we were both 15 yeah. out there playing against 18 year olds. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you have to be mature, both physically and mentally in some ways. Um, and I remember even as a freshman, you know, um, guys like Zach Pepe, yeah. um, Marty, um, Marty, I mean, Marty was that a man. psycho, oh, man. Yeah. Holy was, shit. Like, there's not many people that I was like afraid of as a kid, but like mm-hmm. when I'm, I remember the first time I met Marty, he gave me this crazed look in his eye and I was like. That oh, dude man. is like, a psycho. I like, like I was like, I need to stay away from this guy. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna just go hang out over here. Dude, great guys, and like, and and especially Zach Pepe, just like being being a beast on the line. Oh yeah, kind of just took me under his wing. At dude, at a, as a freshman, having a senior to look up to, who's a captain, who's a good fucking role model, um, changed my life in so many ways. Even into my like adult life, you mm-hmm. know, having someone that you can use as a mentor goes a long way um just in life in general but especially in sports so i'm i'm almost positive that um you get a well-deserved captain spot your senior year and you might have without even knowing been a been a huge um kind of example for even kids that were freshmen or mm-hmm. maybe even younger so yeah some kids i remember there was definitely some kids where i i you know Early on, I pointed out, I'm like, I need to help this kid, you know, right. like not and not saying that he needed help, but I wanted to guide him, you know, Matt Lee. I'll give a big shout out to Matt Lee. That's one of my yeah, best friends from high school, high school. I mean, beast, animal, state, state placer on for three years wrestling. I mean, I wrestled him every single day. I got my I'll admit it. I got my ass kicked every day wrestling that man. I mm-hmm. mean, just freak athlete. Great football player. Goofy ass guy. Another one of those. Funny. Dudes, He's funny. Goofy as hell. So, you know, it was him. Ryan George was another one. 
Ryan George is another big guy. I, Edwards told me he's like, you need to go talk to Ryan. You need to get him ready to play some football because that's good. He is big, six foot three, three hundred plus pounds. Putting up big numbers in the gym. Oh, Still, I'm numbers. pretty sure. Like the I kid's remember, a fucking yeah. amazing. Oh yeah, amazing athlete. I, I've lifted with him a couple of times since high school, and uh-huh. I remember when I first we first started getting him to come to football lifts, and. I remember when he could barely, you know, put up, you know, like 135 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know, like he was struggling with some weight. Now this man is warming up with like my Curls max that shit, and I'm right. like, damn, like I, I saw him not too long ago and I was like, damn, Ryan, like I remember when you, you know, you were struggling to lift. He's like, yeah, I remember those days too. You taught me how to squat <laughs> and now this dude's squatting 600, 700 pounds like it's nothing. Dude, that's animal shit yeah, right crazy. there. Crazy. I'm pretty sure he's got a record. I think he's got a state record for powerlifting of his age group really i think so that's I, some boss shit right yeah, there i i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure he's got some type of record out there that you know of how strong he was for his weight class i'm pretty sure so i know me and matt i mean me and matt worked separate one like solo one day just me and him uh cutting down trees that's like a lineman's fucking fantasy right there oh, yeah. cutting down dragging fucking mm-hmm. trees and shit um and me and him had a really good conversation he was still in high school at the time um, and then I'm pretty sure I worked with George one day. I think he filled in. And yeah, that was kind of cool. Because he was know? good friends with Kyle. Right. Yeah. And I'm almost positive I did. If not, I know I've met him before. Yeah. Um, and just even seeing those guys, it's like cool as a alumni of Amherst football to kind of see just like the uh, the icons of mm-hmm. your your younger classes come through. And it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, that's, that's cool shit right yeah. there. And like, you know, when I saw those guys and, you know, we grew up. You know, had a great relationship with all those guys. You know, we became brothers, really. Like, mm-hmm. I can honestly say, you know, those are my brothers. Like, to this That's day, a beautiful thing. I can talk to them about anything, whenever, you know, questions asked, they would answer, give me an honest response, whatever it may be. You know, those guys are my brothers. But, you know, I was thinking, you know, as like, because I had that too. You know, I had Logan, you guys, you know, Ebon would come up to me all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, who else was another one big uh like the williams brothers you know those are Rice more wrestlers Austin. guys but they they came in you know even during football you know they're giving me a lot of pep talks you know trying to help me out matt hess another one you know those guys you know they they kind of took me under their wing and i used to hang mm-hmm. out with all you guys too because i you know every, every day bro. Yeah. there was a summer where i don't think i left your fucking house yeah I that's mean. what i'm saying like i would see you guys all the time mm-hmm. and you know, so then when I when I became when the role switched and I became that older guy and I'm looking down, I'm like, you know, I definitely need to I need to pay it forward. You know, I need yeah. to help some other guys out. And you know, that was part of the reason. You know, why we had we had a really good solid D line my junior year. We had Matt Lee was playing end, I was playing nose. Hunter Gibson was playing end, and we had Jacob Lezon would rotate in. Greg Rhodes would rotate in a little bit. Those He's big boys, yeah. All, okay, you know they're both. Six two six. Three. I know your starters for yeah, sure. Yeah. Animals yeah. and all different in build, which yeah. actually is what kind of makes the makes the D line what it is. Yeah. It was it was crazy because yes, Hunter Gibson on our he was mostly our weak side end. He was six foot two, six three maybe about two twenty two forty, so a little right. bit slender of a build. Then you had me five nine two fifty my senior year. You know, short, stocky build. Then you had Matt Lee, 6'2", 300 pounds, you right. know, big boy. A fucking like, brick wall. Exactly. So it was just like, it was just weird dynamic, these weird body types on this D-line. But, I, like, I mean, arguably, arguably, our D-line was our strong suit. I mean, Edwards I always that. pushed that. He was saying that, I don't care what, at the end of the day, 
the D-line unit is going to be the best unit to touch that field. On this team, it'll be the best best unit. And we took that to heart. You know, we took that serious yeah, when, it came yeah. to, when it came to weight room, when it came to, you know, two-a-days. It came to, like, Saturday mornings. It would be Saturday mornings after a game. We're all beat the hell up, just sore, <laughs> and we're like, all right, who can squat more today? Let's see who can still squat more. Getting it. And still, like, I mean, oh my, my knees are cracking when I'm squatting, but you know what? I don't care. I'm throwing four or five on the bar because Matt just did four or five, so I'm going to do it for one more rep than him now. You That's know? where that brotherhood comes, yeah. bro. I it mean, just, it has to come from yeah, deep. It, and, like, we just knew how to compete with each other. That was Which the thing. Is good. Like, and, you know, during practice, we, it would get scrappy sometimes because we're always fighting each other. Always, yeah. do, We're trying to get the best rep that we can. So, I mean, during practice, like, my senior year, like, there would be some young kids that I was trying to help get better, and next thing you know, I'm fighting that kid. You know, we're, we're throwing punches at each right. other, but, you know, that's how it goes. And that's, It's all love, too. Yeah, exactly. It's nothing personal. Mm-hmm. It's just the sport, you know. I'm literally, we're literally in a fight as it is when we're playing the sport. Exactly. Things get chippy. That's how it goes, and that's how you get better, too. Absolutely. Yeah. I Listen, I've learned more from from me getting beat than I have from my wins. Oh, yeah. Every, every single time definitely. in everything in life. Yeah. Um, so we still, guys, we still got to obviously cover like four years of college football. Um, so we're going to be running for a little bit longer. We're going to take a super quick break, talk about closing off his senior year and what college has in store. We'll be right back, guys. All right, guys, we are back after our second break of this <clears> evening. <throat> um Sometimes these episodes go long. I know lately I've just been going an hour, um, but when you get someone that you got a lot of fun. I mean, we're not even no, no. cracking the surface on yeah. some of the good stuff that we have. We might even be able to do like a mini series on Ser- literally how much a three part mini series, yeah, each we were, going an hour and a half long. We, we could. <laughs> we literally could. <laughs> yeah. We might have to. I, I'm not. I'm not opposed <laughs> to that. I'll be down. Right. I'm no. We'll. They don't even know. Yeah. They have no fucking We'll talk idea. about that. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, so, all right. So, senior year, um, whether you're going on to college or the fucking NFL, there's nothing quite like high school football. Nope. And ending that is like letting go of your first love. It's mm-hmm. not an easy thing. Tell me how you handled, like, how was that for you? Well... For me, it was a little different than, like, some of the other guys and my friends and teammates because they all knew, like, they weren't going to go. I was the only one from my class to go play college football. Wow. The only one from the 2017 class to do it. I did not know that. Yeah. I was. It was kind of funny because, you know, how they do the whole ceremony of, like, college athletes or whatever, and they and only one football guy. And it was, <laughs> it was kind of funny. I kind of felt weird up there. I was like, baseball, baseball, softball, volleyball, <laughs> basketball. And I'm like. That's an accomplishment, yeah, though. I, the only I take one. I pride in that. Yeah. That's huge, dude. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, you know, I knew that this wasn't going to be the last time I was going to play football. So, yeah. yes, it was it was bitter. You know, it was sad at times. And it was like, damn, like, I'm not going to, you know, have these Friday nights anymore under these, yep. these lights. Like you said, these this beautiful stadium weather mm. and everything. Like, the vibe on Friday nights is just nothing it's different. It. Yeah, nothing different. It. Like, I remember my senior night when I walked out and it was Matt Lee, Johnny, and me, and I think Mark, too. We all... Like, normally when we run out the helmet, you know, everybody's running or whatever. And I said, I'm not running this time. I'm, t- I'm soaking this it. moment in. I yeah. walked literally just at my own pace. I walked from the end zone all the way around. And I just looked around. And I was and I hit this euphoric feeling. And I'm getting goosebumps. I'm mm-hmm. getting goosebumps thinking about it. I'm like, I was looking around. I'm like, man, this is it. Like, this, this is, is the last about. one. Like, like, shit, it's over. And I'm like, let's leave it all out tonight. <laughs> like, let's ball out, you know. Yes. So, for me, though, I was like, 
it wasn't like this is the end of the road, but it was just like this is the end of a chapter, you know. Yeah. Like I, I got I got other things to do, mm-hmm. and that that's kind of the other thing is like what made me want to play. One when I was a young kid and watching college football, I made it. I put it like I told myself at an early age, like you're gonna play college football. Like football is my yeah. love. Like I'm gonna play college football. I don't care where I go, what I do. You know, everybody hopes to be the big D one star. You mm-hmm. know, everybody wants that. But at a you know in high school, I realized I'm not growing any taller. I'm five nine. I'll leave it at that. But right. I'm gonna try to take football as far as I possibly can. So you know when I started getting recruiting, you know it started really around junior year off season i would start going to a lot of camps i was going to youngstown state camp ohio state camp uh i went to toledo i went to finley uh i mean there's probably a bunch of other camps showcases and stuff too. players from all around the state all around yeah and that's where i really kind of realized like what college is like because now it's not you know small small town amherst football you know where you know you're where you know in amherst i was an above average player you know balling out every mm-hmm. friday night but then you go to these camps and like you got guys from smaller schools showing you up. You then you realize got, then just you got, how good yeah. some of these guys are. Then you got guys from you know big powerhouse schools, guys like from Eds, Iggy, you know. Oh fuck, they're m- showing up at oh, this shit. Menor, oh every, my god, everybody. I mean, yeah, you get these monsters walking, and I'm like, damn, like this. I got to go against this guy, like, right? What the? He's like six inches taller than me. <laughs> but you know, that's and that's where I know I kind of felt like I also put myself apart because you know there'd be those guys that are these huge frames they're beasts of you know human beings but like i'm you know five nine whatever but like there'd be times where i bully them right you know and then i'm like yeah you got this big ass frame but you're shitty bro like i'll, I'll put you <laughs> in the dirt right now i don't care like yeah and that and that was just like that was just kind of like my mindset too is like you have to i have like i had a little chip on my shoulder because i had to prove you know yeah i'm undersized but like i'm i can play with the best you know you know to an extent bro that's but, some gladiator shit right yeah. there you basically going out there not prepared to die, but like you're prepared to fucking win at all costs, yeah. especially when it's some David and Goliath type mm-hmm. shit. And I got the credit wrestling for that too, because you know, wrestling, it's, it's only you out on the mat. So mm-hmm. like, it kind of taught me like, all right, when I go to these football camps now, we're doing one-on-one, you know, O-line versus D-line. Well, I'm trying to play defense. So I got to go against these big tackles, big guards, these all-star oh, centers. Yeah. And, and I'm like, it's only you. I mean, you, yeah. it's not like you're representing Amherst or you're there. It's just you. Yeah. There was, you know, in a lot of those camps, like the D1 camps that I went to, a lot of the guys I was facing got invited to that camp from the school. Okay. I just signed up and paid for that. I just wanted to go and get, get the your experience. name out there. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, you know, for one example, we, I went to the Youngstown state camp and this guard that they are recruiting heavily offering him scholarship coaches are talking to him the entire day and i'm like and we're one-on-ones come up and i'm like i gotta go against this guy like i gotta do something so you know i put a little move on him get by him and i'm like all right like i'm starting to feel myself and then i put another move on him get him again i'm like okay let's go i'm doing this shit yeah i'm doing this shit like i I can run with i can run with the dogs like let's do it you know then you know he kind of caught on to what my scheme and lockdown and i was like all right so there's the talent that's the, that's the drop off is like right i've run out of moves now you know he knows what to do and he's so, shutting it down yeah, from all angles exactly so like you know there's there's the difference you know sometimes i can get i can get my way you know but you know then there's those guys where you just can't beat them you know and like you know that's yeah. the thing is like you got to accept you know not you know you can't be the best at all times but you know right. i'm going to try to be the best and, and you you practice too yeah to eventually yeah. become the best or at least beat them. Yeah. yeah. So then, you know, I started realizing like, and the other thing was too, is like, I started going on college visits or whatever. And when I go to these visits, you know, the coaches are like, Oh, why don't you stay for practice too? watch how practice goes. And I look at the, the way college practices ran compared to high school practice. And I'm like, 
oh, this is a totally different vibe, totally different mentality. Like, uh-huh. like it is like we're at practice to we're perfecting everything. Every single rep counts. Like it was like you don't have a bad rep in practice. You know, like you don't dog it because if you dog in practice, you know you're gonna start dogging on the field, and that's where really where. You know, the the saying, you know, you practice how you play. Mm. I saw that now. Once I started going on these visits, I'm like, no, these guys are, like, this seems like a full game, but it's Are practice. the coaches fine-tuning you oh, the yeah. whole time? Yep. They're, Man, they're, you're constantly under a microscope. Oh, all eyes. I mean, you got four sets of eyes on you at all times. Shit. You, weren't, you couldn't get away with anything. Then you got three cameras recording every single practice. You got three different angles of, of practice every <laughs> single time. So you don't want to fuck up too much because you know if yeah. they're gonna study, mm-hmm. especially at a college level, they're oh, yeah. really gonna study. Oh yeah, they're gonna find your fuck ups. Yeah. So you know when it came down to deciding where which college I wanted to look, so I was I realized you know D two's no, I mean there were some D twos coming in. You know, I got some walk on offers or whatever, and I was thinking like, you know, I just if I walk on, I probably am not gonna play that much anymore. So. You know what? Like, let's look elsewhere. And I was getting Heidelberg was actually the first college to contact me, and they were they were on my ass. I, mean, I like Heidelberg. Yeah, I, cool colors, black and what orange? Orange. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. Their campus is beautiful too. I honest. bet it's like like it looks like almost like Hogwarts. Like it's kind of it kind of has old, those, that old yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. And I, I thought it was cool, but it's small and in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Tiffin is just surrounded by cornfields. Oh wait. Is Heidelberg near Tiffin? They're literally right across the street from each other. Holy shit, like, I didn't know that. Like, Heidelberg's right here, and Tiffin University's right over here. Wow. Like, they're in walking distance of each other. Let me ask you, totally off topic, did uh, did you look at John Carroll at all? Yeah. Okay. I actually wanted to go to John Carroll that for a little bit. That bitch smack dab in the middle of Cleveland. Yep. Dude, like, yep. right in the middle. I was right in the middle. delivering a car one day, and... Uh, my my GM's like, hey, it's a professor at the college, and I'm like, I don't fucking know what college he's yeah. talking about, like uh, Cleveland State maybe, and I start pulling into like this like area where I'm like, damn, these houses are sick. They're yeah. like old Victorian homes, mm-hmm. and then boom, it's just like this beautiful fucking. I don't know, like wow. Yeah, the stadium is, is huge. Nice, too. dude. Yeah, John. I remember when I went, I went on a game day visit there. When I as soon oh, as I stepped be cool. oh as soon as I stepped foot on campus I was looking around and I'm like I looked at my my dad was with me I was like I want to go here and he's like he's like well let's talk to the coach and see you know how serious they are like, and then you know they had the D line coach at the time I was talking to a lot this and that and he he was like you know your tape's impressive this and that we'll have you come out for a visit see how you like the campus and ultimately it just came down to like the price i was like once yeah, they said which is, it was yeah. like they said like 60 grand a year I, I, I threw up in my mouth and i was like right. all right i don't know if this is the place then you know maybe not then they end up having a coaching switch their head coach left they got a new head coach so i was like they lost contact completely so i was like all right it whatever. was meant to be exactly so i looking elsewhere it was end up being my final three were in no order just heidelberg otterbein bw mm-hmm. and where's I, otterbein is that where and, your, is that where your sister went no she went to osu no, no. Oh. Where did where did Mia play? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yeah, Sorry. that's in PA. wild fucking names, <laughs> but similar colors though. Yeah. So um, Otterbein's in Westerville, right north of Columbus. Okay. So and I was really thinking Otterbein because Kylie was going to OSU at the time. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, my sister's right down the road. Columbus is a popping area. This beautiful. And that. But then I kind of looked into it, and I knew I wanted to do business because, you know, the family business I have. So right. I was thinking, like, I'm going to do business no matter what. And, you know, it came down to Heidelberg, Otterbein, BW, like I said. And I was thinking, like, what's the best business school? And I heard, I looked into it, and Otterbein's business school is not that great, nothing special. Heidelberg has a pretty good one. But then BW, I mean, by far, was the best business school I, could, I was looking at oh, at yeah. the time. So 
it just seemed like you know and their coach uh, the one recruiter coach O, like he was a great recruiter great recruiter i mean he came to wrestling matches for me. He, Damn, uh, I mean, dude. he was texting me, calling me. I mean, all he came in when I was in TV. He came into TV one time and watched the episode and was like, and I was on audio that day, and uh-huh. it was so funny because this is actually a funny story. So I'm in audio, and Lowry comes up behind me. And he's like, "Hey, there's a there's a coach here to see you," and I was like, "Oh, really?" And he's like, "Yeah, but he's just gonna watch like the episode, and then you you can go talk to him." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Well, one of the girls in the TV class was like, oh, let me play music before the episode. And I was like, yeah, 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 you can play music, whatever. So then she starts playing like Hannah Montana or like, or like Party, Party in the USA. USA yeah. That's literally what she was playing. <laughs> and Coach O walks up behind me and he's like, so you're the one that wants to play college football and you're playing this pussy ass song? And I was like, ah, damn, he got me. Like, it was just funny. Right. So like, I was like, I promise I'm not like this. Like, you know, it was funny. But I mean. So he, I talked to him for a long time about, you know, what opportunities BW offers, you know, football, all that. And they were actually in a coaching switch, at, too, at the time. So, But was he still going to stay? Yeah, he okay. was still going to okay. stay. But their head coach just, they asked him to resign because he was not, he just wasn't winning games yeah, for BW. Yeah, shit was happening, yeah. right. So then we brought in Hilvert, and Hilvert's a madman. You know, That's your head coach? Yeah. Okay. Madman, football genius. and You've I, told me about yeah, him. And I remember... So I went on an overnight stay at Otterbine. Mm-hmm. And on my way back from Columbus, I'm on 71, about to get off in Ashland. Next thing you know, I see Coach O is calling me. And I'm like, that's kind of funny. Like, I just got, I just right. left Otterbein, whatever. And he's like, he puts me on speaker and he's like, hey, you're with uh, Hilbert too, our new head coach. And it's, and me, like, how you guys, how you doing, whatever. And I was it's like, it's a draft call yeah, right and there. I was, <laughs> I was like, well, to be honest with you guys, I just left Otterbein for an overnight. And they're like, like oh that must have been horrible and i was like i'm not gonna lie it was actually kind of fun like i right. like, we went out to these parties and everything we went out to the bars and i was like man Otterbein, i was really fucking with it so i was like otterbein's kind of at the top of my list right now and you know you gotta and, give him a hard time yeah, too exactly but, you, know. you know it's it, it, you know, give you gotta, and take exactly you know so you know they're like oh that's because you haven't been out here yet and i'm like okay okay well as, you know so that on that same car ride just left an overnight scheduled another overnight and yes. Noah Jackson is a freshman at BW. So is Todd Hastings. Both of them I'm really close with. Grew up with right. both of them. You know, super close friends with them. And they're like, why don't you come stay with Noah? And I'm like, all right, yeah, why not? So I text Noah and I'm like, yeah, I'm coming up this weekend. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be your overnight. And he's like, he's like, oh, we'll have a good time. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. So then I go on the overnight and it was just so easy because Noah I've known my entire life. So like he told me the ins and outs you know he did not you know didn't hold anything back told me everything to know about bw what it's like you know you classes. need that too exactly you do. it was like it really exposed me to like what it's like to go there so after looking at that and then they were in their spring practice so so on friday night we went out or whatever and it was cool went to some parties it was cool to see those I remember thinking, like, man, these parties are jumping for a small little school. And so for anyone that doesn't know where BW is, um, also, I mean, pretty much west side of Cleveland, yeah, I would yeah, say, to yeah. sum that up. Uh, what city is it exactly, though? Berea. Berea, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Berea Mid Park. We were literally yeah. just saying that. Yeah, so Berea, Ohio, and they were, you know, they had, BW does a great job of, like, using a lot of buzzwords, having a lot of opportunities, like, so the rec center, first off, is beautiful. The rec center is mm-hmm. so nice, top of the line equipment. I mean, huge track inside, basketball courts everywhere, weight equipment, weight equipment, and all that. And they're saying how, oh yeah, our spring ball practices on Saturdays are at the Browns facility. 
right, right up the road. And I was like, so you mean I get to go to the Browns facility and practice every day? And they're like, yeah, in the spring, yeah, we, we go there on Saturdays. That is some next level shit, though. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, so we have access to all these facilities and, like, it's just crazy. I was like, I yeah. gotta be here. Like once I went on my visit, I was like, it's said and done. Like I'm going here now. So answer me this, um, because I always thought being a recruiter, especially me and like the way I am as a person, would be a cool job. They're basically a glorified college salesman. Yes, uh, they yeah. kind of get you in there. Yeah, you know, by yeah, any means exactly. necessary. Yeah. They, and they they sell the school to you. You right. know, and you know so. You know, Noah shows me around or whatever, and I was. Just, you know, they went to him like, "Don't fuck this up. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. need this kid." Yeah. And it was it was a lot of fun, man. I mean, I like it really really opened up my eyes, and like I said, like it, I just knew right away. I was like, "This is the place I got to go to," and so then leading up into that summer, like I was thinking, like, "Man, I'm gonna go play college football. It's time to take like training to a new level." So I was like, "I'm gonna I'm done like kind of doing this thing on my own. I want to like actually you know seek out some professional training help." So I used Which to go, is good. Yeah, I used to go to T3 in Avon a little bit. and For anyone that doesn't know what T3 is, kind of explain what what exactly T3 is. So T3 is like, I mean, I recommend any high school athlete, college athlete, pro athlete. Like, they have it all now. Like, a lot of, of the Of any sport. Any sport. Yeah. Any sport. Like, they had swimmers there, tennis players, football players. Oh, I didn't players, know that. I didn't know basketball, that. Swim. Uh, you name it. Golfers, discus you know, throwers, wow. track athletes. I mean, literally all all athletics. That's like, good. They have lacrosse players. I mean, I can go on. You know, everything. And so T3 was founded by Mike D'Andrea, who was a great athlete from Avon Lake mm-hmm. in our conference. Went to Ohio State, played there. I think he was an All-American, great athlete. So that is just sports performance training to the max. Top I mean, of the line coaching the in line their coaching. own sports. Yeah. I mean, they have, they, beautiful. Just, they just built a brand new multi-million dollar facility. I mean, I went when they were a little bit smaller. It was like this big storage warehouse. They rented out one end of it. I'd been there. Yeah. For, I'd been you there for remember. a birthday party one time and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then we started having practices there. And yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. this is kind of fucking cool. This blue turf and yeah. everything. It's like, like you don't Boise's see that. Type yeah, shit. Yeah, right. It was cool. So, you know, and you see they had this, I mean, they know, everything there is to know about training you know performance nutrition you name it they Mm -hmm. have it like they know they have everybody has a high-end college degree you know they're very high professionals they know they will you know james uh d biazio i think is his last name Mm -hmm. he was a great trainer for us he actually came in when we were in high school he did some of our trainings oh so he would work with football directly okay so he was a football and baseball guy mostly and he just knew all the science it was to like, he explained, you know, all right, this is going to be our lifting program. Now here's why we're doing these movements, you know, here's, and then, then after we find out why we're doing these movements and what they're going to do to our muscles and our body, then we find out, okay, how can we translate these movements onto the field now? Wow. So like, it was just breaking down he, and dissecting. Yeah. All of it. He, and he had to come full circle. Shit. So, I mean, I, anybody that's looking to get take their game to the next level, I highly recommend T3. I'll give a shout out to them. Yeah, no, definitely. So I went to them for a little bit, but then I ended up ultimately going to a Blind Dog Gym that's now in Vermilion, but at the time they were in Lorraine. Yeah, shout and out to Blind Dog, yeah, too. Yeah, big shout big, out to Blind big, Dog. Big local gym. Out. I mean, I, I say all these good things about T3. I'm telling you, Blind Dog will get you, you know, very similar results. They are, mm-hmm. they know, Mark, Mark Valeni is the head guy there. He knows his shit. I mean, he's... He's a lifting vet guru. Genius. I mean, and let's let's pay respect to um, talking about when we were kids. Yeah. going to football. Nothing was more of a vibe than you. 
the inevitable route you had to take to get to Amherst mm-hmm. where you would see all the varsity dudes just in that fucking garage getting shredded. I mean, massive guys. You would not expect these guys to be 16, 17, you didn't 18. Expect them. Yeah, you, you would have thought they were fucking NFL players, yeah. grown-ass men. I mean, and, that, and you shot it out, Zach. You yeah. were going to shot them out earlier. Yeah, and yeah, so Zach Pepe was... He's one of the very first like OG blind dog guys. Yeah, he, Zach, yeah. Marty, A Rod, yep. rest in peace, A Rod, yep. and uh, Josh Bear. Yeah, yeah. animals, all of all, them, freaks. All of them. Yeah, and so Pepe was at this time. He graduated from Ashland and was coaching at Blind Dog. And when my dad started going to that gym too, my dad's like, you know, Zach Pepe, he went to Amherst. You know, Mark Valeni, he made him a great athlete. And I was like. You know, let me give let me give this a shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was never, I still still to this day haven't pushed more weight than I did when I was in that gym. That's what's he up. He got me so strong, so fast. I mean, I was in by far the strongest I've ever been. I mean, I was pushing crazy weight all the time. Like, so I had it set up to where luckily I was fortunate enough to work for my dad. So we were able to work out a schedule. Where I'd come in in the morning, work for four or five hours or so. My lunch break would be an hour and a half. I'd go to the gym go get my lift in for an hour zach i was able to pick his brain about everything everything you and needed. you know and he's so cool so down to earth and he's so willing to help anybody so yep. any question i had no questions i mean no hesitation he'd give me a nice answer long extended answer detailed so i was able really to pick his brain about you know what do i need to do to take my body to the next level what do i need to do to get stronger or where do like you know what am i missing stuff like that and then, you know, talking about high school football is transitioning to a college sport. And, you know, he I, big shout out to Zach because he really helped me, you know, kind of prepare and get ready oh, for yeah. college. Then, you know, college hits and I trained all summer. You know, Noah was telling me, like, you got to really work out because you'll you'll learn fast that like you guys have hell yeah, to pay if you. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. yeah. So literally, I, <laughs> my first day when we show up to camp in August, my freshman year, we had, you know, we had to show up at 6 a.m., you had to do all these meetings or whatever. Then you had to move into your dorm. And, I mean, they had this itinerary from 6 a.m. till 10 p.m. We were doing something. First day was also the day you had to run that circuit, right? That's all I was just about to oh, say. Oh, please so, tell them. That give, that makes me yeah. not want to work out. So after we, I move in my dorm or whatever, we also have to do the NCAA physicals or whatever. So we go to the training room, and I'm in the training room. And on the bottom of the itinerary, we realize it says, like, physicals for, like, a two- to three-hour block. And then right after it said, it said running test. And that's all it said. And then we had a meeting earlier that day and Hilbert said, bring your tennis shoes or your cleats where we have something special for you guys tonight. And we're like, special? Like, what are you talking about? Special? Like, whatever. All right. And everyone's like, oh, it's our conditioning test. And like, you know, all the seniors are like, I hope you guys, I hope you guys are ready. You know, it's going to be hell. Yeah. So I'm still getting my physical and there's a group of us and they're taking forever. So there's a group of us and one of them texts and said like, Hey, names all of us and said, we're not going to be able to make the running test on time, but uh, we'll try to show up once we're done with these physicals. Coach said, that's fine. I understand. Uh, Just try to get here as soon as you can. So luckily I was able to get out and I like ran over to the, to our pack, which is the Packard athletics in our locker room Mm -hmm. threw on my cleats real quick. And I hear them running or whatever. And I run out there. Luckily I only missed two reps of it, but so what we did was 16 110 yard sprints. God damn. So and it was a sprint. It wasn't a jog. It was a sprint because every every position group had different times. So I think Lyman it was 21 seconds or 20 seconds I think more. Which like. is still a dead ass sprint for a big boy oh, like yeah. me and you. Oh yeah. And I think running backs, linebackers, and tight ends maybe maybe not running backs but linebackers, tight ends, and 
you know, maybe quarterbacks or something, they had like 18 seconds and then skilled, you know, running backs, receivers, wide receivers, yeah. DBs, safeties. Corners. They had, yeah, corners. They all had to be 16 or lower. So, yeah. and that's moving. That's 100, fucking floating, 110 dude. yards at floating. 16 seconds. Is, and you got to do 16 of them on nah. top of it. Nah. So, and they were on your ass too. They counted and they had, every single coach had a stopwatch and they are in charge of watching their deal. So they literally had O-line, D-line first, you know, then it would be linebackers, whatever. It would be by position group. So every single guy, every single coach is watching you run these sprints, and they're timing them. And if you miss one, mark your name down once. And it's the entire team, guys. Like, the entire trust team. me, he told me about this, and I made him elaborate for like almost thirty minutes just on that one time, because I was like, wait, if you fuck up, he goes, no. If anyone on O or D line fucks it up, on the team, yeah, you restart. So, and then, oh my yeah, god, when I that showed was up, terrible. They did two of them. And our coach was like, oh, if you're here, jump back in. And so I end up actually doing the full 16 110s because right, of the fuck ups. Because of the fuck ups, they did two extra at the very end. So I missed two, but I end up doing all 16. The guys that were there the whole time did 18. Dude, you got to dig deep. I oh. mean, think about, dude, you have to dig so deep. If you've already fucked up, credit to those guys that didn't make time and then managed to do it mm-hmm. after. That's hard. That's oh, really yeah. hard to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I when I walked down, I remember looking around. We had this one freshman. I mean, the trainer's holding his arms. He's looking. He's <laughs> lost. I mean, he is just gone. And I'm like, what is he? I was like, my man's oh, gas. Man, shit, what am I walking? It looked like a war zone. It literally oh. looked like, it just looked like a clip out of a movie. There's bodies just everywhere, just scattered. <laughs> People are throwing up. Some dude's getting heat stroke over in the corner. They're pouring ice water I on bet. him. I mean, and I was like, holy shit, so what So this the is hell? college football. Yeah, and I'm like... And that wasn't even the start. That was just the first day. We didn't even have a practice yet. We only, yeah. That was literally the first workout we did as a team was those 110s. Savage shit. Yeah. It so, was crazy. But we're... Uh, guys, just so that you're aware, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, we're going to cut off and make the rest of this interview exclusive to audio only. And that's not for any hip or trendy bullshit. That's just because my camera's about to die. Um, so, guys... Uh, before we end the video version of this podcast, I do want to just once again represent and shout out our proud sponsor, Life Widgets. Um, also, you know, speaking of the business aspect of BW, um, founder of this company, um, also a graduate alumni from BW in the business side of things. Um, Life Widgets has so much to offer, guys. If you aren't aware, um, you guys can download the app on Android and Apple app stores, add me as a friend, and you immediately enter yourself into a three cash prize drawing that will be done at the end of season three. So episode 10 of this season, we'll do the cash giveaway. You don't have to be watching it, anything like that. Once we do the drawing, I'll have you, I'll reach out to you and see how you want to receive your payment, guys. Super easy. Sign up, add me, tell your friends about it. I mean... Who doesn't want free money? And that's what it is. Free fucking money, you right. know? Um, Life Widgets has so much to offer, guys. If you guys worry about people selling your personal information or third parties kind of getting in the way, um, you don't have to worry about it there. Life Widgets literally takes the consumer and puts you in direct contact with whatever it is that you, you really need. Um, from bars to restaurants to cars and banks. Uh, you can get it all on Life Widgets, guys. Not to mention for you singles in the area, we do have Life Widgets Flirts, a geo-based platform that connects you with other singles who share common interests with you. If you guys decide you guys are the perfect match, you can start chatting immediately. Guys, sign up. 
I'll see you there. Super excited. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll finish the rest on audio. All right, guys, quick break. We're back. Audio only. So this is exclusive. You guys are listening to audio. This is the only place you're going to find it. Now available SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and some videos on YouTube, all at the Mindify Crash channel. Subscribe, like, leave a comment, tell your friends about it. So I'm here with Cam Haslidge talking about his college football career and we just touched base on the first day of not even practice of yeah. hell of yeah, straight hell. hell um so you get done with those circuits i'm sure i mean it's your first day is it your first day of school no no not yet okay, okay. we had we showed up two weeks early so we yeah we had, all ain't doing no party in that nope <laughs> we had two two weeks of all i mean when i say all day i mean breakfast six fifteen sharp every morning that's early and you had to be there if you weren't there you're running after practice for that so 6 15 when i was a freshman though we go the varsity would go practice right after pre- breakfast so they'd have okay. they'd have like an hour break roughly practice started around 7 30 they go from 7 30 till about 10 so about you know two and a half hours and then uh they would go out to lunch the coaches would have to stay freshmen would go out now mm-hmm. we had another two and a half hours so then the varsity guys, they would ha- only have like a half hour break. For, for their technical yeah, lunch. Yeah, for their lunch. Because then half the coaches would leave during our freshman practice. And they go they go watch film with the varsity guys now. So then. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was like, because basically the fre- they really wanted to make sure that the freshmen learned the playbook. Because in, in. Yeah, co- you're changing everything. Oh, yeah. Once in, again. Yeah. In high school, I, th- I knew the playbook like the back of my hand. I mean. Edwards and I would talk nonstop about, you know, what plays do are we liking, what blitzes are we liking, you know, stuff like that. And I knew it like it was back my hand. Now I'm coming into this defense, and I thought I knew defense back in high school. Mm-hmm. I come into this defense, and Hilbert has this crazy scheme where he runs with this 4-2-5 defense. Holy and shit. It is just wild. I mean, these blitzes. That sounds fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. It, it was crazy. So I really liked it because I always wanted to play on a four-man front because I just felt like – the one man front, there's too many gaps open, you know. Yeah. And and if your linebackers aren't that good, you know, you should probably run a four man front. So when I learned this defense, I mean, the whole first year I did not learn it. I was not confident in that mm-hmm. in that defense. I went through a whole season. And that was his first year too. Yeah, his coach? first year. Okay. Yep. And I was not confident in that. And you know, you learn as you go. So sophomore year comes around, and I kind of learned it a little bit better, but. Let me tell you, those those camp days, those first camp days, those are real reality checks. I mean, mm-hmm. you got guys from all over. I mean, guys from Florida. We got guys from Maine, Arizona, South Carolina, North athletes. Carolina. Athletes. All Shit. football players. And we actually, one of my best friends, Ellis Moy, I'll shout him out because he really showed me what it's like to be dedicated to some. Because he moved from San Francisco, raised, born and raised wow. inner city San Francisco, and he moved out to Berea, Ohio. To come play D3 football. Just because he loved the fucking he sport? He loved the sport. I mean, I had never met a guy that loves football as much as him. And Can I ask, how the fuck did they find each other? So, he has some family that lives down in Lima, Ohio. Okay. His parents are originally from Cincinnati, I think. Uh-huh. And so, like, he kind of already knew, like, about Cleveland, and he's heard about it. And when he was in San Francisco, he uh, 
was looking elsewhere, you know, L.A. schools, all, whatever. They got a lot of JUCO programs, yeah, good ones, and too. And he was looking into JUCO, mm-hmm. but he decided, you know, maybe JUCO's just not for him. He'll go, and he thought, you know, Ohio has the OAC. He, he's always known about Mountain JCU, the OAC. That's cool. So he's like, you know what? Like, that's let's really go, cool. Let's, yeah, let's go play in the OAC. Like, that's a really good conference. So he came out there, and, I mean, he really, really showed me what it's like to be dedicated I to bet. something. I was like, because he left everything behind i mean was he, he your age yep okay he i mean he moved out here on his own i mean his mom came up on you know the first week or whatever it was for moving day but you know he moved out here on his own was on his own pretty much the entire time and you know all he did was eat sleep and breathe football you know like for a while and it, yeah. yeah it was crazy you know it was just it was just kind of goes to show you that like you know like what people are willing to do to come mm-hmm. you know come play some college football and it, and that was the biggest difference was between high school and college i realized was like these guys aren't here just to play like in high school you know you got those we mentioned those guys that yeah jump after the game get their jersey <laughs> dirty but you know they just there's all about the you know instagram flicks and whatever but you know we got guys here at, for college you know we do have some of those guys that you know probably shouldn't be playing college football but they're there whatever it's d3 football that's how yeah, it goes yeah i get that but for the for the most part we had guys that wanted to play football you know they wanted to be out there and that was the that was the greatest thing for me was like I can only imagine yeah cuz i went from you know a school where we had a lot of guys that would just blow off practice you know oh, i don't want to go lift today you know making excuses not skipping shit no like in college it's like not only you know we're being forced to go to places and you know do all this hard ass shit but you know, everybody knows that deep down we all want to do this and we want to win, you know. It's like you guys are essentially like you guys all have to make a sacrifice to play oh, yeah. football at that level, mm-hmm. let alone like – in no way do I mean this in a bad way. But like at the D3 like division, like that is like some, some gutter ball. Like you guys oh, yeah. are all just grimy out there getting it. Mm-hmm. Like – Nothing to lose, making true like what you, his name's Ellis. Yeah, shout out! I'll I'll fucking shout him out. That I mean, what the hell? Yeah, that is true love and true sacrifice. Yeah, I mean just to just to chase what you love, just to get that feeling. Mm-hmm. And even with you, you know, saying yeah, I could have went D two, D one. What I have seen time, the time I want because I truly love the sport. And I'm willing to give it everything. No. Yeah. I mean, you probably got some guys in D3 that uh, have the mentality that it takes to win a fucking Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. You know? We have, I already know, like, and that's the great thing about D3, too, is, like, D3 doesn't get enough credit. I'm, I'm telling you, like, people hate on D3 all the time, and I get it. I understand why you would hate yeah. on D3. Like, it makes sense. But I'm telling you, there's some guys on our team that could go on a D1 program and probably beat out their starter right now. Like I and there were some guys on our team that like they had that mentality mm-hmm. that they were just a different breed of being, you know? Like they literally like from the minute they wake up, they're watching tape before breakfast, they're watching tape at breakfast from the yep. practice the earlier day, from the day before. Then they go to practice and they're asking a ton of questions. I mean, asking to coaches the and coaches. Shit. They're staying after practice, getting extra reps with the coaches, extra reps by themselves, God catching damn, passes, dude. running routes. I mean, you name it. I mean, these guys were grinding. I mean, and it really showed. Like, like I thought I was grinding in high it school. It motivates you though. And I was like, man, we got to take it to a whole new level now. So we had some guys that would be working out like 
one of my he ended up being with my roommate my senior year and he was a uh, D lineman Seku. He it was my first That's his last name? It was his first name Seku. Seku. Seku Imani. That's yeah. a cool name. Yeah. He's from uh, I think Dover, Ohio. Okay. So down I did not think you were going to say somewhere in Ohio. That yeah. name is <laughs> not what I was expecting. He's a, he's a really cool guy and he so our my freshman year or whatever him and our other guy Sharkeem from he was from uh, Twinsburg and they're running i see them after one of our practices we just had you know because in college we they kind of got rid of the whole two a day thing and it was more just we got a three-hour practice now so you know yeah. three-hour practice the after practice we have meetings film and then we do walk through later in the evening even after those three yeah. hours oh yeah oh so you guys are you guys We're are dedicating doing, a full it, work shift yeah it's, it's yeah it's not it's not two a days it's all day now but yeah. it's just one long ass <laughs> practice you know and like just to run you guys like everybody listening like just to run you guys through what an average week of what for camp yes definitely so an average day during camp 615 breakfast and when i was started getting uh, with the varsity practices so 615 breakfast they're feeding th- you yeah yeah the, okay. it's the university so they, they put money on our little uh jacket express card or whatever mm-hmm. we could swipe in get breakfast or whatever then we'd go into uh, practice at 7.30. You got taping and all that stuff before. Practice for three hours. After that, you get a little lunch break. Then you come back and we do f- and we watch film of the practice that we just had. We watch all that film. And then we do install. So then you'd split up defense, offense, and you would do, all right, well, now we're going to jump into the defense playbook, you know, talk about that. And then we would split up from there and do uh, individual stuff. So position focus. So I would be D line, obviously. Walk through pretty much, though. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much a walk through with that. So we would also watch. You know, we like we get every single thing during practice was filmed. So our individual sessions of D line, oh. we had someone with the with the small camera filming every single drill we did so even if it was just a drill against some cones mm-hmm. we got someone recording our feet watching how we're gonna what our footwork's gonna be like and it just like anything that you did during practice was on tape and you could learn and get better from it and that yeah. like instantly just made everybody so much better because Hell you're yeah. able to see everything you know and call see, your own bluff exactly, call your own bullshit exactly so then from you know practice films and all that stuff so that's another two to three hours of meetings and film and then we'd have dinner, and then after dinner we'd go back again, and we'd have uh, a full team meeting, and sometimes we would do like uh, we would do another walkthrough of what we talked about earlier, or oh, we would yeah. do another install of what we're gonna do tomorrow, and then sometimes we do some team bonding events, like one time we went and played basketball, dodgeball, stuff like that. So that the coaches set up. Yeah, yeah, that's kind so of fun. Cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was cool. And then you know by that time it's nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. That's insane, dude. Yeah, that's and they're crazy. like, all right, now you're free for the night. And it's like, what, what night do we have left? You yeah, know? bro, like, I ain't got like, shit to do. I've been up all day grinding. I'm tired as fuck. Like I'm trying to go to bed now. Like so, like you know, we try to get together and go do something after, but like most of the time, people are like, no, nah, I'm going to bed. So that's just to be back up at six in the morning yeah. or earlier, yeah. honestly. And that was Monday through Friday. Actually, Monday through Sunday for the first week. Fucking Seven days shit. straight. Well, that was us. And then the second week of camp, it kind of tapered off a little bit because then it was, uh, I mean, my freshman year, they had the week of welcome, wow weekend or whatever. And it was like, you know, you got to go do some freshman orientation bullshit. And, right. And that was the one thing that I really hated about BW was doing that bullshit. I mean, I hated it. It was The so, school, though. Like, yeah. And as an athlete, you almost forced to. Yeah. You're definitely expected to, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, exactly. So, like. Yeah, it was one of those things where, like, nobody wants to do it, but we had to. So, yeah. you know, we did it, whatever. 
but yeah, that's that was you know Monday through Sunday, and then you know we started breaking it up a little bit as school started to get started. You know, school's coming around, classes are beginning. You know, then it kind of toned back a little bit to where we would lift three days a week in the morning. So you'd have, depending on your class schedule, you have, excuse me, you'd have a uh, lifting at 6 a.m., 7.15, and 8.30 a.m. So pick from one yeah, of those. pick of those three, depending on your class schedule or whatever. You had liftings, I think that was Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, I believe. And then um, Tuesdays, Thursdays, we'd have 12 to 1 meetings in between our class schedule. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, the whole campus shut down 12 to 1 because like all the all, so in this way nobody had like no professors had classes or anything during that time just for the sport not just for the sport oh, it was, okay. like, was okay. campus wide and then football just took advantage of that yeah, hour so not? you know if I wanted to go meet with my professor I could but our coaches really wanted us to go you know have walk through install whatever it is so and you want that dude yeah. like like you guys that's what you that's what you do yeah, you know so exactly. why not so you know we'd go so those 12 to 1 meetings would be film install you know just individual uh like position meetings and stuff like that then after classes we would have everybody i mean we would have practice i think from three until six six thirty sometimes every day uh monday through thursday and then then after that you know some people had night classes after that too so you would wake up lifting class meetings class practice class and then you got the night to yourself so, Still, what night at yeah, that point? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and some of those night classes, like my freshman year, my first night class didn't get out until 9 o'clock every night. So Damn, I'm up at 6 o'clock for, cla- for lifting, got class at 8 a.m., class until noon roughly, meetings until 1, class again till 3, practice from 3 to 6. My night class started at 6.30 so I'd have to literally, I would take my dinner to class half the time and eat it in class. And like, nobody, you know, the, that what was, else could you do? Exactly. You know? you know, and the professor, they all understood. They were really cool about it. They were like, oh, if you're an athlete, eat your dinner, whatever. So yeah. it was cool like that. But then after class, you know, if we're trying to hang out, it's like, man, I'm beat. I just yep. had a long ass day. I'm going to bed. Like, forget that. So, I mean, yeah, it was a grind. Yeah, I it bet. was a serious grind. I bet. So then you start obviously. When does when is the first game? Is it the week of Welcome Week or is it the following week? Following week. Okay. So the week of Welcome Week, we we do a scrimmage. So we scrimmage Worcester every single year that I was there. Would you actually play them though, or like in the regular season or no? no? It was just a scrimmage. So which is good. And that was like our big thing. Was like that was like the biggest time. Was like. And I realized fast too is like the talent difference in in college too. I mean, we had some studs my my freshman year. Like I didn't even see the field, didn't even dress a game at my the college fresh- level. Yeah, okay. didn't even dress a game my freshman year because we had two guys, Sharkeem, the one I mentioned earlier, and then the other one was Anton. He was from Chicago. Anton was a guy that was going to go D one, got hurt, and came down to D three. Mm-hmm. So nobody was taking his spot. Anton was like some last chance you type shit right there. Yeah. He was a beast. So with some studs there. And I mean, those, those, uh, scrimmages really showed, you know, like where you stood as an athlete, you know, Mm -hmm. and how good you were. Cause I'd even make it to the, like, I didn't even dressed for the first scrimmage that we had. Like I, your freshman year, yeah, my yeah. freshman year. Like a lot of a lot of us freshmen didn't even you know dress for that. Which so, I guess would be you know it's not a failure on your yeah, part. Yeah, it's just you know just competing. You know, got to get better. That's what it is. So then we know week one of uh, games started the week after that. So you know 
after the first week of classes. It would be the second week of classes. We would have a game. For whatever reason, all four years, our fir- or three years at least, our first game was on like a Thursday night because of class schedules because, you know, other colleges are starting at different times, but, mm-hmm. you know, they would still have their classes going on. So, and they still have, want to have their season. So, you know, our, our first game was, you know, on a Thursday night randomly. It was kind of weird. That is weird. And then we jump in from there Saturdays every day after that. In the day, right? During the day. Yeah. One o'clock start. That's got to be wild, too. Yeah. Something you never experienced. Right. In the middle of the day. That's crazy. The, when the sun is the highest in the sky, <laughs> the sun is, I mean, some of those Cooking. games, man, cooked. I mean, I'm like, I didn't even play. I bar- I didn't even dress. I only dressed one game my freshman year, and that one game I sat the bench the whole time. I wasn't mm-hmm. playing, and I sweated my ass off. And I, I was, And just on the sidelines. And I was like, I was like, damn, bro, I cannot imagine playing right now. I mean, when it gets that hot out there on a turf field, too, Oh man, we God had guys. Awful. Oh, guys going down left and right, cramping and stuff. I mean, nope. heat stroke. It was bad. I used to so like totally off topic. I used to sweat so much out there that uh, I would literally piss my pants because it didn't matter. Yeah. You know, like I'd just be like, well, "Fuck it," like I don't care. I'm just gonna pee. Like yeah, yeah. no one can tell. Um, but this is what I know, and this is like always as an athlete. What I remember when I think of playing on the BW field. Because we did in, yeah, you know, in high yeah. school. Um, usually, for, at least from, from when I was there, um, we would play late in the season. So usually it was really cold. But even at track, for like, because, uh, you know, I did well, fairly well in, in track, um, it was super fucking hot. And it was like the one stadium where I was like, this bitch is like a wind tunnel yeah. and then a magnifying glass. Yep. So whether it's cold or hot, you can't really win. No. Uh, it's crazy. I dealt with that every single week of practice. It was when it was hot outside. It felt twenty times hotter. I mean, twenty <sighs> degrees hotter on that field. And you say wind tunnel. I thought the opposite. Actually, like once you like maybe for those nights, but once you, you might be right. Yeah, yeah. Once you got in there, there was no wind because it's because that field you know kind of sunk in. We got yeah, that big it's like in a dome. Yeah, we got that big eighteen foot concrete wall mm-hmm. that's brown. You know, facing surrounding the entire stadium. And there is just no wind coming. So in. maybe that that maybe that obviously I'm more focused on like playing, but like maybe that is what it is. You know, yeah. maybe it's that there's it's just so fucking cold mm-hmm. that there's no air moving and it's just staying. Yeah, and it and especially with concrete all around, you know that shit was frozen. Oh yeah, yeah that it gets real rough. Yeah. I love that stadium, though. I mean, beautiful, yeah, great stadium. I mean, beautiful. It was one of the only stadiums in the OAC that has a, a, a full visitor side. Most, yeah. of the, most of the stadiums that we went to either wouldn't have anything on the visitor side. That's so or they have like little side bleachers, you know, like little yeah. like th- fold fold away ones. What was your favorite stadium you've ever played at? John Carroll or Mount, honestly. Yeah. But BW is definitely up it's there, beautiful. too. It's beautiful, yeah. John Carroll Stadium is just, like, they got this huge, huge stadium. I mean, the home stands are humongous. I mean, their press box, their press box is legit. It looks, dope. It looks like a, like a D1 style, like, professional built press box. I mean, it is crazy up there. And the coaches always said how much they love it. So, like, <laughs> We're they always, kicking it up here, yeah, y'all. Yeah, they loved it. And Mount is always just, like, a real, like, they have a real classic, you know, nostalgic stadium. Because mm-hmm. I, I think they have a sign outside their stadium. It was, like, it might have been the first college stadium built in Ohio. 
Wow. Or one of like something, something. like that. It's something got some along history. those lines. Yeah. It's it's one of the you know, maybe just like the first D three college stadium or something, but it is like one of the oldest stadiums in Ohio. So wow. it, it was really cool to play there and and also, you know, that school is just so hard to play. Like they are just some beast oh, yeah. out They're there. They're great. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that they're a whole different story, but <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, they got some it. crazy athletes, but you know their fans were just as wild too. I mean, there there wasn't a single game. I mean, even when I played JV in college uh, at Mount, their stands were packed. So is it weird, like having student fans like with Amherst or just when when you're anywhere in high school, you grow up with these kids, you see them, and obviously such a condensed area, um, so they cheer for you because they know and love you. They obviously when you when you have a student section in college, it's a huge campus, no matter what division. Um, these people are cheering for you because they love what you bring yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. So let's like, take the first time you ever really experience like true fans. Yeah, that's got to be kind of cool. Uh, definitely coming from like small town Amherst too. You know, we weren't we weren't really a winning program that much. Even mm-hmm. when I was there, like you know, we didn't really start winning much, but. So BW, we won. We won every single year. We mm-hmm. our record. My freshman year was eight and two. Then we, then we went seven and three. I think my sophomore. No, I think we went seven and three, eight and two, and then seven and three again. So you know, I only I lost more. I guess I lost more games than I won. I lost more games in college than I won in high school. <laughs> like which is crazy. <laughs> to that think is about. fucking crazy. Yeah. So I mean, but. We, I mean, that team, though, I mean, my freshman year, we had some beast on there. We're, our one DB, our one corner, Titanian Field, crazy name again, That's from a, Florida yeah. boy. He was a beast. I mean, lockdown corner. He is one of those guys where I really wish, you know, he would have had a, a serious shot to go pro because I, I truly believe that he had that He, he would have done it. Yeah. He, um, you know, if, if the right program would have got a hold of him, put some weight on him, who knows what he could have done because he, he was one of those guys that was a student of the sport. I mean, he is. He was that guy that was, you know, first one to show up, last mm-hmm. one to leave, and even in his free time, he's talking football. Great to have on your team. Terrible to face. Yep. Those are the people that yep. you dread facing. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely despise going up against someone. And he like wasn't that. the only one on that team too, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like and that's the other thing in college. You got a, you know, a ton of those guys. You know, a ton of those guys mm-hmm. that. They will do anything it possibly takes, you know, to be the best on that field. Right. And that it, you know, and that stuff is contagious. You know, mm-hmm. that stuff just it, everybody catches that. Just like with you taking it back to you know your your junior year with you, Matt Lee, and and Gibson, you guys pushing each other. Take the whole team. Yeah. And push each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're that's and that's really where you see um, a winning season continuously and consecutively. Um, is, is is good camaraderie in in a healthy and positive way. Yeah. Because that's the main thing. I mean, you, obviously you have your rare occasions of people who are just freaks of nature and good or not, they're going to get scholarships, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but at that college level, it's like for the most part, everyone's there because they love it or they're good enough to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to worry about like the kind of the BS yeah. like we were talking about earlier. 
and that's, um, and that's that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, and that's the other thing about D three too is like there's no athletic scholarships, you know. Mm-hmm. So people kind of forget about that. Like, so the athletes that do play, you know, we're not playing for the money that we're getting because right. we aren't getting any money. You mm-hmm. know, we're playing because we love that sport. Exactly. And that and like so, I'm sure you know at the D two D one level too. You know the guys are playing because they love the sport, but mm-hmm. there's a little bit more incentive there. You know, for those hell guys. yeah, you know, the little voucher cash. Exactly. You're talking you know, about. we had some guys, we had some guys on our team that were friends with some guys on the OSU team, and they're talking. They had about, like a little taste. Of, mm-hmm, they're talking about the money tell me, they're getting. Tell me. So, and you know, obviously, I'm not expecting you to be like, who was it? But yeah. tell me, like, so, tell me the grind. Yeah, I'll just, I'm not gonna name drop anybody, but I totally just know fine. One guy was friends with a OSU starter, mm-hmm. and he was getting like a ton of money on the side, getting these uh, what do they call them? I can't think what they call them. I think uh, they the make their money stipends. from vouchers. Okay, the stipends. They're getting these. He was getting like twenty five hundred dollars a month. Shit, and, and for college, for like college. that's not bad. And his rent is only you know six hundred bucks, so mm-hmm. he's getting all that money. You know, eleven hundred dollars or so in his pocket. To fuck around to, with. You know that, and, and his meals are taken. Yeah, everything is everything living is taken care for of. the most part. Is good. Yeah. And he was saying that like, he's like, you know, if you see these guys that are, you know, they're all out playing ball somewhere, somewhere big, and they come back with all the Jordans. They got diamond teeth now. Yeah, you're they like, got these chains and everything. <laughs> like he's like, you know, they're getting the stipend money. You know, mm-hmm. and like he was saying, like you know, in D one, like that's the joke is the stipend money. You know, like yeah, yeah. They, I guess back in the day they probably called them vouchers because yeah, yeah. them boys used to be paid, bro. Oh yeah, big paid. Yep. I mean, I saw, you know, Johnny Manziel came out on another podcast the other day, and he was talking about the money he was getting just for autographs. He's crazy, bro. I'm like, man. Crazy. Well, remember, this was like, we were still kids then, but remember Ohio State? They either sold their rings for, like, for tattoos yeah. or it was yeah. something. It was, was like it? signed jerseys, rings. and Foreign other, and tats, like, though. Yeah, and yeah. That's the other thing. You see all these kids get to D1 and then get sprayed. Mm-hmm. They get covered like me, like arms, neck. Yep. everything yep. and you're like boy how you doing all yeah. that like and you know that costs bread too because they're hell they're yeah good tattoos too mm-hmm. you know they're going to nice artists they're Getting not good yeah, black it, and black and gray ink yeah like it's not their shit's not fading away in a couple years it's it's right. there you know like you see the detail in those tats like, i like that like at the same time though like obviously that's that's the reward it yeah. might be an unspoken thing but that's one of the rewards of being that good at and, that sport you know, being you know, being a former college athlete, I think that those guys at D one level still aren't being compensated enough for. No, because the no. more I've learned that you know how much money that they the bring. universities are Shit. making off of, like bro, you're Ohio telling... State capitalizes. Oh off yeah, the, Ohio State, Bama, Clemson, any D one yeah. school. Oh yeah, and we're just talking football. Yeah, you know, like, like think about March Madness, basketball. Oh my god, like baseball, there's so those, much money. Yeah. It, it, it's so it's insane. It's it's insane. Like you're telling me that the head coach of that college program is getting paid millions and millions of dollars every single year. Then if he's a good coach, he's getting paid more. Yeah. If they're making bowl games, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to the Rose Bowl endorsements. Let's win the Sugar Bowl this year. Yeah. yeah. All we that got a little stuff. incentive for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get you know. All right. Here's a hundred grand. And you made a bowl game. Like boom. There you go. Big bonus. But now you're telling me that you know these college athletes that he's uh, that he's coaching. They aren't really getting, you know, they're getting paid, you know, secretly, but they really Not aren't. Near they, they really aren't, though. So now let's break down, like, the 2500 bucks a month into real life, you know, or whatever, however much you said he was getting paid. That isn't a lot once you're in the real world, you know. Like, yeah. that's just a kind of a regular amount of monthly income. Mm-hmm. Um, in college, definitely enough. 
realistically, those dudes could be making at the college level ten grand a month, and it wouldn't dent the university's no, pockets. Not at all. Ten grand a month would mm-hmm. be a lot of jack yeah. for them to at least make sure they're good, living okay, and then taking care of their family. Because mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm sure you. I mean, I, you've already mentioned a few people who've sacrificed it all just to play the sport. Their parents, you know, like yeah. think about uh, probably the times where your parents had to take you to things before we could drive that they probably didn't want to. The money, the time, mm-hmm. all the effort they invest. Some people don't have it as good as us folks in Amherst, yeah. you know? And they literally will sacrifice and work three jobs just so their kid has a shot mm-hmm. at college or the NFL. Um, I think that, yeah, there definitely should be some compensation, serious oh, yeah. compensation oh, yeah. there. And the, that that's the ship that I will I will be on until the day I die. Like, LeBron I, has been a big advocate yeah. for that, and I think he changed it in California. Yeah, some they, of them are starting to receive payment. for their name and likeness. Which so, is huge. Yeah, so, you know, for example, we, I mentioned Johnny Manziel. Whatever year it was, I think the first year he won the Heisman, they brought in, like, it was, like, Two mil worth of revenue of Johnny Man- of number two jerseys. They didn't Hell have his yeah. name, but they had number two jerseys. Think about how much money he could have been making. You know, if the, if they were just let him, you know, you know, get some of that. You right. know, like because obviously they're buying number two Texas A and M jerseys because of Johnny Manziel, not because of Texas fucking A and M. Exactly. They're yeah. not. You know, nobody's gonna be. Oh, I want a number two Texas A and M jersey. <laughs> like nobody wants that shit. Not at all. Oh, I want Johnny Manziel Heisman winner. Yes. I want his jersey. Mm-hmm. And put what, his last name on it because that'll look cool. Exactly. You know, but you can't. No. So there could be a lot, a lot that stems just mm-hmm. from that scenario. There. And I think that it'll, you know, now that California is allowing that, I feel like the recruiting is going to be insane for USC, UCLA. It's going to force everyone oh, to yeah. do it. I mean, think about the Trojans. Their student section is debatably probably one of the best in the nation. Mm-hmm. One of the most, most ruthless places to yeah. play for an opposing team. You start giving those guys incentives to come play there, they might start fucking trumping OSU, Bama, Clemson mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Yeah. Thus making the other states say, look, we got to do something. Mm-hmm. Our program's going to go to shit. Yeah. So I think it's a huge, huge benefit yeah. for what happens a, here to come. It's a crazy time in sports to see the way things are starting to evolve now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just, I can't wait to see where, where it goes because. I'm excited, yeah, dude. Who knows? I'll tell you what, you know, going on to like a, a, a division one and just like the, the talent that we saw from this year's draft. Um, amazing. You know, I've been mm-hmm. following Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields since they were freshmen. Um, I saw them at the Under Armour Combine yeah. and was in love with them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I had known Justin Fields from QB1. Um, and really liked the kid, you know, team player, leader, very intense. Um, he does it because he loves it. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, raw talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, people can say what the fuck they want about that boy. I love Trevor Lawrence. He's got something special. You something know? special. I like, mean, he's going to do big things in the oh, NFL. Yeah. I'm I'm certain of that. And probably take that Jaguars organization and make it something, That'd you know? I, I would not put it past them at all, you know? Those like, kids would have made so much money this year. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, last year. Just their entire college career, you know? Trevor Lawrence definitely would have been rolling in the bread. He could have gotten married much earlier. Oh, yeah. He waited just so that him and his wife were at least in a position to make money. Mm-hmm. Now that they are, I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy to see where things are going. Yeah. And just like you said, I'm super, super excited to see you. Kind of what happens. 
Um, all right, so going back to to your you know your college yeah. career, yeah. Um, you get in. Um, once you become an uh, you know an upperclassman, junior senior year, where do you see the program going? Where do you see you know your next chapter? You know, so I would say about junior year was when like you know I junior year I worked my like going in uh, into junior year I worked my ass off. I I told myself like you know I did I did my two years of being an underclassman. I wasn't getting a lot of time. You know, playing mostly JV on Sundays. Uh, it sucked and i was like mm-hmm. i'm not letting this happen again you know i can't i'm not doing it anymore so i did everything i possibly could that summer i was strict about my diet i would literally woke up and was working working out grinding on you know picking my brain watching film i was watching a lot of aaron donald tape you know just trying yeah. to pick up different yep. you know watching the best in the game you know it's in order to try to apply that to my game mm-hmm. so I, I would say, you know, going into junior year, I had a great camp. I mean, a great camp. I was, you know, running with the ones and twos, making plays left and right. Like, I was feeling, really really feeling good. Like, a lot of coaches gave me compliments, and I was like, all right, things are looking up. And then week one, you know, I, I get I get on the dress list, and I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, I, this like, looks you know, good. Yeah, I might move make, in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not trying to get too ahead of myself or anything, though. But, you know, I'm feeling good about myself. Didn't get any time in the first game. So I was like, all right, whatever. You know, there's whole season left. And uh, and then coach is like, yeah, do you want to play JV tomorrow? And I'm like, not really, but, like, I should, you know, so I can get the mm-hmm. reps, show them that, you know, I shouldn't be a JV player. You know, I'm, I'm not that. Go out there and crush exactly. it pretty much. So we faced Hiram on my, my as a JV mm-hmm. team. And if you know anything about Hiram, they are not a good program. <laughs> so not to dog too much on Hiram, you know, what are, they work hard too, I'm sure, but they just weren't good. It is so, what it is. Exactly. So – you know, I tear shit up the first half. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm all over the field. I'm, and I literally, I remember one time coming off because our D line coach was also the like he was like the varsity head coach, kinda. And I told him I was like, Coach, like this, I should not be playing JV. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, I know, but keep working. You know, like your your tape will show. Blah blah blah. I'm like, all right, whatever. I end up getting hurt that game. Fuck. I get literally get through a pass. I'm about to make this sack. This guard just falls right on my ankle, and I just fat I hear, I hear like a pop, and I was like, oh shit. And you know, when I was in high school, I tore my meniscus my junior year. I sprained my MCL on my other knee, and you know, sprained it, sprained ankles multiple times. You know, just normal. A lot football of roadblocks though. Exactly. Yeah, to overcome. Yeah, and you know, it was no, it was nothing big. I was like. Damn, like, you know, here comes another bum ankle, whatever, you know, tape it up. Let's get out there tomorrow, you mm-hmm. know. But, like, you know, the the trainer told me, he was like, he's like, how do you feel? I was like, it hurts. Don't get me wrong, but I could go out and play right now if I wanted to. And he's like, well, it's up to you. And then the one coach was like, yeah, you don't need to play. There's no, it's We're in the fourth quarter. No need to play. Oh, for the rest of the game. Yeah, okay. for the rest of the game. I was like, you know? damn, don't yeah. need to play. Yeah, just for the rest of the game. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'm fine. I'll just sit out the rest of the game, whatever. Not realizing, since I sat out the rest of the game, the trainer screwed me. They were like, "Oh yeah, you're out for at least two weeks now." And I said, "What? Like you mean a, you mean like two days, right?" I was like, I'll, "I'm practicing on Tuesday, like because on Mondays we didn't have practice. We'd have film." And you then mean two days, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, you gotta go. You gotta sit out this week at least." And I was like, "My ankle isn't that bad, right?" And then like. It did look a lot worse than it was because it was black and blue. You mm-hmm. know, it's a sprained ankle, whatever. And it's fresh. Exactly. You know, it's new. So I show up on Sunday for treatment, and they're looking at it, and they're like, "Oh, this looks so bad." Blah blah. And I was like, "I was like, well, I also had surgery on that same ankle when I was in like seventh grade or whatever." Like, 
I was like, you know, this ankle looks bad, but like, I'm all right. I can yeah. go, I'll go run right now. And they're like, oh, let me see you walk. And they're like, you're walking with a limp. And I was like, well, yeah, I just sprained this bitch yesterday. <laughs> like, that shit hurts. Obviously, I'm going to be walking with a limp. Right. And so, like, a few days and they're like, yeah, you're not going to play this week. You're not playing or anything. Is it their ass if they let you go out there and you get hurt? I mean, what's the... I think that's what it is. I think that... The, the school probably will get mad pissed. Yeah, the school will get pissed. And hurt I think, one of their athletes. I think that the trainers are more scared of, like, the family's coming after him. So if I were to go out there and I get hurt again, and then next, you know, and I start you yelling your mom at the and dad yeah. up there fucking yeah. sick with it. Yeah, they, exactly. They would be, you know, I feel like that's what it is. It's more of like a protection for themselves mm-hmm. rather than for us. Cause you they know, kind of give a medical advice. You exactly. Know? So, you know, whatever I was like, I kind of got over it and like come Wednesday or whatever. And I was just, I showed up to practice. I'm just sitting at practice filming for people, you know, literally walking around with just in tennis shoes and people are like, why are you sitting out? And I'm like, exactly like right. i it clearly looks like i'm fine but you know <laughs> i'm sitting so i fighting with uh with the trainers the entire time they made me sit out two and a half weeks dude that's even longer than the original agreement what yeah. the fuck I, yeah so two weeks and then finally you know we had our second game of the season or third game of the season now so mm-hmm. I, I you know i really i really only experienced one game you know at that point three you know two week two and a half weeks you know, my spot gets taken on You're the You're feeling out of the loop. Hell yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, it, that's how it goes in college. It's like, it's like you, if you mess up, your opportunity's gone. You, know? you mess like, up or get hurt. Exactly. And they were saying, you know, and the one thing that the coaches always preach was, like, make every opportunity count, you know, because it, it, all it takes is one opportunity for your spot to get taken. Yeah, and so, you don't you know, know when the next one comes. And that's what happened. You know, I don't blame the coaches for it. You know, when you got a guy out for two weeks, you need to put someone else out there, right. obviously. So. That was it, and I was fighting the rest of the season trying to get my spot back. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, talking to the coaches multiple times, I'm like, "Yeah, I get my ankles out, but that was a trainer's fault for holding me so far." Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I was telling them, "I'm like, I'm like, I feel disrespected that like you're not even giving me a chance to get back to where I was." It's like, kind of like they set. It's not the team, not the coach, but it's kind of like they got set up there in a yeah, way. Yeah, I feel what, jaded. That's what know? I felt. Yeah. Oh, I felt that. I and I told them, and you know, we we did exit meetings every single season. You know, after the season, you know, meet with your That's position coach. Team. Yeah, position coach, defense coordinator, and head coach. But our defense coordinator was our head coach, so it was just oh, two yeah. meetings. But, you know, and I told both of them, I was like, you know, like, I, I like, it really bugged me, like, how I got treated during that whole whole situation. And I was just saying, like, you know, that's just bullshit. Like, that shouldn't be like that. And, you know, and, you know they, they shared their reasonings behind it and whatever. But, you know, I got over and I was like, I'm not going to, you know, dwell on this forever. You know, it's time to get ready for senior season. Right. So senior season, same exact vibe. You know, we're grinding. Everybody was going to T3 again because T3 came in. For BW? They came in for going? BW. Damn. So, listen, listen to this. This is crazy, actually. The one day, you know, we we're getting, like, it was off season or whatever. And me and some of the teammates were like, oh, let's go get a lift in at the rec real quick. You know, because we didn't have any team liftings at the time. We're like, let's go get a you know uh, um, a, a lift in real quick, and I walk into the wreck and I see Mike D'Andrea, James D. Biasio, and this other guy CT probably smiling. Ear and to I ear. was like, I'm like, what the hell are these guys doing? And I like walk up, I'm like, what are you guys doing here? They're like, oh, we're gonna start, we're gonna take every single uh, athletic program at BW, and we're gonna be training you guys now. Good. And I was like, this is a saving grace. Like, I was like, our team <laughs> needs this. Like I was like, we just went eight and two, or. Seven and three, I mean. I was like, we need this, you know, like we need this, uh, we need this training. Like uh, it'll, it'll potentially be so push good for, for us. a perfect record. Exactly. So you know, the vibes are just everyone's like, oh, things are looking great. You know, let's get going. You know, BW, this is this is our year, senior year. We're coming out swinging for the mm-hmm. fences. Like 
everyone's ready to go. We got we had four or five guys that were returning starters. I mean, that were they're they're taking their fifth year of eligibility because a lot of them would you know injury red shirt their freshman year, right. so they would you know be able to uh, come back for a fifth year. And you know we got these guys that are 23, 24 years old, grown men playing grown football, men. and you know they're the guys that are looking you know try to get to that that college tryout or mm-hmm. I mean that pro tryout get you know, an invite exactly something so you know we're looking great and then next thing you know COVID hits Fuck. it fucked everything yeah. up and I you know it, I hate to put like you know a bad ending to like the season but like, right. I look at it as you know I got what I wanted out of BW football like they taught me a ton I mean I I feel like they have made me grown as a man athlete professional in so many different ways and they have prepared me for life because. I look back at it now and I'm like, I think about, it, I'm like, damn, how did I go through some of that shit? <laughs> like one thing I definitely want to mention to the listeners is that like, here's one of the craziest things that I had to deal with in college football was my freshman and sophomore year, Friday off season workouts. We did these stations. So every single Friday, every, the whole entire team had to show up at 6am and we would do 12 stations Five minutes a station sometimes. Jesus. I mean, it would take up all morning. That's a long time at a station, and dude. I'm telling you, it was literally like we were training for the Navy SEALs. I mean, we were doing, we had squats for five minutes straight what over the here. Fuck? You're benching over here. You got pull ups over here in the weight room. Then you got box jumps. You got, um, we're doing abs with the 45 pound plate. We're doing all this other crazy stuff. All right, now we're going to run out into the hallway. We got foot ladders going. We got, you know, you got to, we're doing vertical jump stuff like that. We're doing vertical foot- jump for five minutes. I'm out. Dude. Yeah, I'm it's not, just like, nope. I mean, crazy wall sits five minutes, you know, pass this plate down the wall, down the wall of the line. I mean, we're running stairs with 45-pound plates, doing abs in the one room, doing... I mean, we used to do this push-up paradise. So all my BW guys, we always talk about push-up paradise. So Is I, that a if, VW excuse, exclusive? I think so. Okay. And so we would take these, like, those aerobic, like, little platforms, you know, on the little steps. Yeah, They're yeah. like the long blue things or whatever. Mm-hmm. We'd place those long ways, and you're facing them, and you... So you do push-up on the outside, one hand on, push-up, both hands on, push-up, one hand off the other side, push-up, push-up in between. You got to do that down and back, down and back, five minutes straight. I want to throw up I'm telling you, that, your dude. chest is fried after that. I mean, you it literally... You shred city, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Shit. That was the best shape I was in my life, you know, going through those kind of workouts, but they were horrible. Every, every Friday morning, wake up cold three four inches snow on the ground streets having been having even been plowed yet so early right oh yeah so early so i'm bundling up wearing you know two pairs of sweatpants a hoodie a coat winter hat wearing my tims walking through through <laughs> campus nothing's plowed yet walking to walking to these workouts just to get slapped in the face like i'm in like mil- like i'm not i'm not trying to say i don't know what it's like to be in the military but if I had any clue i feel like that was pretty that's similar. the closest yeah, thing to that's the right. closest thing to it that i will get to it at least i mean Man, that stuff was hard. I mean, like, and that's the stuff that I look back at. And I'm like, I can't believe I went through that bullshit. Like, yeah. that shit sucked. And I think now, like, you know, that's what molded me to become, you know, to have a mindset of just working hard is no big deal now, you know? And that is really, there's no way when we start this journey, you know, as kids, some of us as young as five years old, um, that we even can comprehend that uh the lasting effects of that sport will live on till the mm-hmm. day we die yeah um we just do it because we think it's fun yeah and now here we are you know in always grown men um reflecting on our on our life and 
you know, your long and 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 fun career uh, in football, and and you owe like it's like in a way you owe your life to a sport mm-hmm. that was able to just teach you and mold you into exactly who you were supposed to be. Yeah, you know, there's there's still times, you know, think times where I want to go against the grain or, or or fight a situation out of my control, and it's a it's a lesson that I learned on the field. Or I hear a coach in my head and I'm just like, it's not worth it. Yeah. Or this is how I can handle it. Mm-hmm. Whatever it may be. There's so many beautiful things to this this sport that we yeah. just start uh, by chance. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, it, like you said, like it just, there's things that, you know, I never realized what it's taught me. But now that I'm getting older and starting my, you know, my professional career, I see those things every day, you know, yeah. in, my, in my day-to-day job. You know, I see that, you know, sometimes the best thing to do is just put your head down and grind. Yep. You know, just shut the hell up. Nobody wants to hear you complaining because complaining is not going to get you anywhere. No. Just work, you know, get gets to work, you know, whatever you got to do. You know, if you got a business meeting, you know, in a couple weeks and you got to do a presentation, it's like, well, instead of stressing and freaking out, oh, I got to do this present, got to do it, got to do it. Why don't you prepare for it then, yep. you know, like get to it, you know, mm-hmm. like practice the presentation, set it up. Just like, you know, football, I got a game. Well, what am I doing bad? Well, last week I was bad at my pass rushing. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hit five different pass rush moves every single after, you know, every single rep I get. I'm going to try to work on these pass rush moves. I'm going to go watch some film. Yep. You know, it's the same thing. And it's it's break. Even if you just have to, you know, with me, I can make 300 calls a day, break it down into reps, bury my head. Mm-hmm. Don't start fucking worrying about when's lunch, what's fucking so-and-so doing over there. Pick up that phone, grind them out. Mm-hmm. Do fucking sets of 20 if you need to. Yeah. Put it down. Take a breather for a second. Get back to it. I mean, there's so much, especially in like the business, sales. Like, it it helps tremendously. And, and there's no telling what what it'll do as we grow further in life, you know? Um, but I'm grateful for it. Yeah, you definitely. Know, through and through. Definitely. It's an opportunity that I, I hope and wish everyone can get regardless of the sport mm-hmm. i hope you're able to be a part of something bigger than yourself yeah um and and i hope you're able to take those lessons and and apply them uh later on in life because those benefits are are endless whether you're a parent with a child who's considering or you know you're you're a kid or you're a young adult looking to get into something there's so many benefits to just being a part of a team or being active you know, it's, it's insane what it can do for you long term. All right, guys. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, regardless of what platform you're listening on, whether it be Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or the new YouTube channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, leave a comment, give us feedback, whatever it is you guys want to see. Um, we just scratched the surface on football today, guys. Uh, between me and Cam, we've got fucking decades oh, of yeah. stories to tell and, and things funny just funny stuff we've been through oh yeah um that we might just turn this into like a three-part series um to get everything out there um because they're good it's good stuff oh yeah there's definitely more i want to talk about right i wanted to get to it today but you know football i, I could talk for days Same. about football so yeah and this was this was good i think we yeah. break it down by category we got a ton that we can cover exactly um Thank you so much for being here, though. Oh, thanks for having me. Of course. I'm glad we finally finally made it happen. Seriously. 
Um, anyone you want to shout out? Anything you want to say before we close this episode off? Uh, I guess, you know, looking back at it now, I guess, like, the main thing I want to say is just that, you know, it sucks that football ended the way it did, you mm-hmm. know, going along the top. You know, it sucks that COVID kind of ruined it and that, you know, I end up choosing not to play my fourth season. And looking back at it, though, I regret nothing about it. You know, mm-hmm. football, it, you know, tons of ups and downs, but I look back at it, you know, even the, every time that it sucked, it was so worth it. Yeah. You know, and uh, quick shout out, you know, to my boys out in BW2, you know, Jason Hughes, Ellis Moye, you know, Jack Merritt, Jake Liberati, all those all those 205 guys, those are the homies. Uh, you know, I'll shout out the Amherst guys too that I didn't mention, you know, Mark Harris, uh, Austin Steeroff, Jared Braddock, Johnny Matak, you know, the, all the, the those boys. are the captains. You know, the boys, Matt Lee, Todd Hastings, Noah Jackson. Yeah, just showing some love out to the boys. Absolutely, absolutely. Guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Before we close it off, and this is like the third time I'm giving them hella airtime today. Don't forget, guys, if you guys want to enter into the cash drawing for Life Widgets, all you got to do, download the app, Apple and Android app stores, add me as your first friend, and take advantage of everything the app has to offer, whether it be finding your next job, looking for a bar, making dinner reservations, even using its mobile banking, or even buying a car. It's got so much to offer, as well as being a full operating social media platform, guys. We'll catch you next week.